Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Recorded live. Hello, and thank you for joining me today for Conversations and Support for Targeted Individuals. Today is Sunday, March 27, 2016, and I'm your host, Renata. I thank you all for coming out today on this uh, Easter Sunday. Some call it Resurrection Sunday. So however you term it, um, this is the day that Jesus rose. Or this is the day that it, it, according to my husband, we don't really know what day is which. (laughs) He said everything is falsified. So this is the day that we celebrate uh, Easter Sunday or Resurrection Sunday, okay? Um, There is a serious meaning behind this day, and that is that Jesus rose. He rose. He rose from the dead after he was uh, crucified, hung, bled, and died for us. He rose. Okay, so let me just let me just say a prayer before we get started. Heavenly Heavenly Father, you inhabit the praises of your people, so we praise you today and we magnify you, O oh God. We thank you for dying on the cross for our sins. Lord, they spat in your face. They put crowns of thorns on your head. They falsely accuse you, they beat you unmercifully, and they nailed you to the cross. You endured all that torture for us, Lord, and we say thank you. On the third day, you rose from the dead, so you're not dead. You are the living God, and you know all of our pains, Lord, and all of our sufferings and all of our concerns and our difficulties, Lord, and you get us through every single day of the torture that these people try to put us through. So we want to say thank you, Lord, and thank you for keeping us strong every day, Lord, in the midst of all that happens in our life. We just say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let something be said here today that will encourage someone, Lord, to help someone to move forward, to help someone know, Lord, that you are in the midst of all of this pain and suffering and that you can turn it all around, Lord, and you can work it all for our good, Lord. And we say thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. The scriptures I was looking for is something I was just searching scriptures last night. And I was reading up on the events that led up to the Lord being persecuted and being hung on the cross. And these are very long scriptures, so I really would encourage you guys to read this because this will encourage you. And the Bible says that we are partakers in the suffering of Christ. So you have to understand how he suffered and why he came in the flesh, because he didn't have to come in the flesh. He came in the flesh in the form of a human so that he would understand everything that we go through. He could have stayed in the heavenlies. He didn't have to come down and walk on earth. He didn't have to um, to heal the sick. He didn't have to uh, help the hungry and the needy. He didn't have to heal the blind man. He didn't have to heal the woman with the issue of blood. He didn't have to do any of that. He didn't have to go around preaching and prophesying and laying hands on people. He didn't have to do that. 
he could have been enjoying glory in heaven, but he chose to come down so that he may understand what we go through. And there were a lot of events leading up to uh, him actually being hung on the cross. And as I and I've read these scriptures before, but as I read them last night, I realized that the Lord really was uh, gang stalked, organized stalked, whatever you want to call it. He really was. And I want to show you that in the scriptures. Okay, let me see. I have two sets of notes here, and they're and and they're very unorganized. Let me try to. Let me try to break this down. And there were more. I should have been highlighting them last night, so I, I kind of lost track of some of them. But I will give you uh, some for you to go back and read for yourself later. So this is these scriptures. I'm gonna try to read fast. There's quite a few of them. But this is coming from Matthew. 26, if you have your Bibles, turn with me. Uh, Matthew 26, and I'm going to start, just for time's sake, at uh, 59, okay? Now the chief priests and elders and all the council sought false witnesses against Jesus, okay? So they got some, some, some people to lie on him. We are not the first to be lied on, okay? So they sought false, false witnesses against Jesus, to put him to death. They wanted to kill him. So they had people to lie on him. Isn't that what we go through? Okay. But found none. They couldn't find anybody who was willing to, to come against him. Yet, though many false witnesses came, yet found they none. At the last, so at the last minute, came two false witnesses. Came out of nowhere. Some perks, right? And said, this fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and to build it in three days. So they lied on the Lord, saying that the Lord said that he could tear up everything God did and he could rebuild it in three days. He didn't say that. But that's the slander, okay? That's slander, saying he said something that he didn't say. Isn't that what we go through? Slander. And the high priest arose and said unto him, Answerest thou nothing? What is it which these witnesses against thee? Okay, so they're saying you're not even defending yourself. But Jesus held his peace, and the high priest answered and said unto him, I adjure thee by the living God that thou tell us whether thou be the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said unto him, Thou hast said, Nevertheless, I say unto you, Hereafter, shall ye see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest rent his clothes, saying, He has spoken blasphemy. They accusing him of blasphemy of the Father, which he did not do. Um, what further need have we of witnesses? Behold, now you have heard his blasphemy. What think ye? That answer, uh, they answered and said, He is guilty of death. Then they spat in his face and buffeted him, and others smote him with the palms of their hands, saying, Prophesy us, thou Christ, who is that he uh, that smote thee? Okay, and then it goes on, and he ends up being hung on the cross. Um, okay, so they, they lied on him. They blasphemed They slandered him. They, um, they spat in his face. They hit him. 
It says they smote him with the palms of their hands. Assault. These are all the things we go through. And if you continue reading this chapter and uh, go on to read chapter 27, you will see everything the Lord went through is extremely similar, if not the same, of some of the things that we experience. So he has been through this. He knows this. He, he knows that we can handle this. We can get through this. It's not right what they're doing, not saying it at all, but I'm letting you know that this has happened before. This is, there is nothing new, as the Bible says, nothing new under the sun. God knows our struggles. He knows exactly what we're going through. He sees, and these people, they're getting by, but they're not going to get away. Trust me, they are not going to get away. Okay, so the Lord ultimately died that we may be set free. And the blood that he shed for us is why we plead the blood of Jesus, because we're already covered in his blood. Okay? Eventually, he rose on that Sunday. They did what they did on a Friday, hung him on the cross, but he rose. Death couldn't keep him down. He rose. So he is a living God. He's not dead. He is alive, very alive and well, and operating in our life. Although we don't understand, we don't understand why we're left here to suffer. I don't understand, but I know that God is in it, and I know some kind of way it's going to work together for my good. Amen? So be encouraged, be encouraged. So when you have time, read Matthew, the full chapter 27 and the full chapter 28, and you will get an understanding. Ask the Holy Spirit for understanding. You will understand all of this better while we have to go through what we're going through. The Lord suffered. We have to, we have to partake in that suffering, and that's what's happening. They hated him. They hate us. Because we are his children. We bear the light of the Lord in us if you are a Christian. Amen. All right. Let me go on to some announcements. Um, as I said, it is happy Easter for some and it's happy Resurrection Day for others. Some people do not uh, choose to use the term Easter. Uh, Easter what the Lord did on the cross, died for us, has nothing to do with the bunny rabbit at all, nothing to do with fertility at all, nothing to do with eggs at all. So I think that's why people are getting away from the whole Easter thing. Okay? So welcome to any visitors that may be here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Um, I hope that this call exceeds your expectations. I hope that you get good information, um, something that will help you to move forward in spite of your targeting. I especially hope that you get the support that you need to get past some of the difficulties that you're dealing with because I know, for one, that it can be extremely hard getting through it alone or um coexisting with people who really don't understand targeting as well as another target. So hopefully we can support you in your efforts to um, to get stronger or to stay strong because sometimes we can be strong, but all of a sudden we're knocked down some notches just because of the targeting. So we have to constantly maintain our strength 
and our strength comes from the Lord, okay? And hopefully we can support one another into getting stronger. So I hope that's what this call will do for you. We do glorify the Lord here. It's just a given for me um, because he is good in spite of everything that I'm going through. And I'm actually going through a lot today. So if I sound a little uh, scattered, (laughs) I probably am because I'm really tired. I'm really uh, mentally tired. And I don't know if you guys have ever been there, but I am mentally tired. I have had about maybe 10 demonic attacks this weekend, and um, it's really draining. I don't know any if any of you ever have experienced sleep paralysis, but I've gotten more this weekend than I have ever had, and I've been going through it for years, but never as many attacks in um, one day. And yesterday alone I had about 10 of those attacks in my sleep, and it's really emotionally draining because it's a fight. It's a fight. And it feels very demonic to me. And from everything I've researched on YouTube, other people who talk about it, they also feel that it's demonic. Uh, So I know that I'm under attack from the enemy, but I will continue to fight the good fight of faith. So I know I'll be all right. I just need to get through it and kind of regenerate because I'm really very emotionally drained. And um, and then other things try to creep in when you get tired, as you guys know, anybody who gets the sleep deprivation. Although my sleep is not deprived when I go through those things, I can go back to sleep, but I'm just attacked in my sleep. And my body um, becomes paralyzed. And you guys have all heard, heard me talk about that before, so I don't need to go into it. But just to let you know that I am I am extremely very tired. I feel adaptive energy and, and a little down, a little down in spirit. But I'm going to fake it till I make it, okay? I'm going to fake it till I make it, and I know I'll be all right. So keep me in your prayers and anyone else who goes through that because it's, um, it's not a pleasant experience. Okay. Um, there's more than one way to join this call. If you are not familiar with TalkShoe, I'll just go over it quickly. You can log in to www.talkshoe.com, put in the code for this call, 114-616, and you will be joined in the chat room where others are chatting. You can also listen to the archives if you happen to miss the call. Maybe you are in another country or in another time zone. There are people from other countries that listen to this call. Um, you don't have to miss it because the archives are there. So you go to TalkShoe.com, you put in the code, and you will see all the archives. If you are not on my email distribution and would like to be, please send me an email, R-E-M-U, and the number 2, at Hotmail.com, and just let me know to put you on the distribution. Um, It stays like this when it's a good idea to be on the mailing list because this call usually starts at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, which is 3 Eastern. But today, because of Easter, it started three hours later. So those are the things that you will be informed of if you're on the distribution. Okay? If you did not go to uh, church today uh, or you don't go on a regular basis, 
which that is totally up to you, but you would like to be part of a ministry, I will give you a few that some of us here enjoy. And most of them are on YouTube, and a few of them are on TalkShoe. So you can write this down. Uh, Three Hearts Church. It's just how it sounds. H-E-A-R-T-S. Three Hearts Church. You can find her. It's a female minister on YouTube. I'll put the links in the chat room. Another one is Destin Ministries, D-E-S-T-I-N-E-D, Ministries. Dr. Charles Stanley, you can find him on YouTube. Fitz Houston, F-I-T-Z, Houston. And our own Dr. Millicent Black is here on TalkShoe on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 6 Eastern. Her ministry is titled Refuge from the Storm. And her uh, call ID is one four zero five six seven. The Quita Carva has a ministry, and I think she's on Saturdays. I know um, she was on yesterday, but I don't know if she has a set time. But her call ID is one four zero eight one eight. All very good ministries. It's important to align yourself with a ministry. Um, there are television ministries, there are radio ministries, there are YouTube ministries, and there are uh, physical church locations. It's important to choose one of those just to get some word. And, but also you should be reading the word for yourself. Some things, and I just, I don't know, I just feel like saying this, but some things that that is important to look for, in my opinion, in a ministry is um, is everyone reading? Is everyone turning to the scriptures in the church? That's important to me because I have visited churches where no one is uh, flipping the Bible except the pastor, and I think that you should get that understanding for yourself. Otherwise, it's just opinion. You know, you should be reading. Everybody in the church should have a Bible. I've been to churches where nobody even brings a Bible. So I, I think that's important. Also, is the is the scriptures, is the word, is the message, I should say, that is being preached, is it coming from the word of God or is it coming from a poem or an opinion? Because I've seen both. And I guess there's nothing really wrong with that if you title it different. I think certain ministries, which I won't call any names, but they give more of motivational speaking, I will call it. And there's nothing wrong with motivational speaking, but um, in a church setting, I guess if you're going to do a motivational speech, you should also give some words. That's just my opinion because we need to be fed um, the word of God. And there's other things you know, look for in a church, but pray and ask God to lead you where he wants you to be, okay? Let's see. What else did I want to talk about? Last week, uh, there was a sister who was on the call, and, um, and she had mentioned that she was having a rough time. So I want to 
reiterate for her that she was not asking for help. She simply was sharing that she was having a difficult time. And um, I just want to clarify that. And she didn't ask me to do that. I'm just doing that because she she wasn't asking for help. It was me who heard something that she said, and I kind of have a keen ear for things like that. So I brought it up and asked people to help her. And I just want to thank all of you guys, everybody. I mean, it was just amazing to me how so many people came forward to say, I have a little extra, I think I can help. I have a place for her to stay. I mean, I just think that was just so, that just touched my heart. That was so beautiful. Um, So I want to say thank you. She asked that we hold off for now until she gets situated because she's going to be moving in the next couple days and she's not sure where she's going to be. So she does not have an address. She does not have PayPal. She doesn't have a way to go and um, any any funds up that people might send. She doesn't have a way to drive there to, to different locations to pick to pick anything up from Western Union or Walmart or anything like that. So she wants you guys to know that she sincerely appreciates you guys willing to help her, but she doesn't have an, um, a stable address right now. So once her address becomes stable, she will let us know. And if she lets me know, I'll let you guys know. So thank you. Thank you so much. And I want to say thank you to um, Mr. Anonymous. (laughs) And he knows who I'm talking about, Mr. Anonymous, for for helping another TI that was also in need last week. And... um, Mr. Anonymous is always willing to help, and I really appreciate that. Wait a minute. Hang on. Hold on one second, you guys. Hold on, I'm looking for something, you guys. Hold on, please.
Okay, I don't know where I have a scripture. Okay, I am going to just give you my um, my version of the scripture because I'm a paraphrase. Basically, what I was trying to say is there are so many people uh, that emailed me after last week's call that text me that um, they wanted to help the sister. They called me all week, and Miss Anonymous, too, you know who you are. Um, they called me. I got so many calls about helping this lady who was on the call last week, and so many emails and so many texts, and and people even followed up when I didn't get back with them during the week. They followed up, said, I still have the money. I want to make sure she gets it. I want to pay for this for her. I want to pay for that for her. And I just cannot stress enough how grateful I am. It just gives me hope that each truly targeted person will be okay because we're going to do our best to take care of one another. And we all know that none of us have much. We don't. We know that we've lost our jobs. We've been forced out of the workplace. We've been evicted. We've been everything. We've been, we go through so much, and we know that. But I'm telling you, it touched my heart that so many people were willing to help her. And several people don't want anyone to know who they are. They don't even want it mentioned. They have asked me personally, several people, not to let anyone know that is them. There is a scripture that I'm going to paraphrase. I thought I had it, but I don't know where, where I wrote it at. But basically it says, what you do, when you do a good deed in secret, God will reward you openly. And so I'm praying God's blessings on all of you who have offered to help. Praying God's blessings on your life. He will reward you openly, and you may not even realize that good thing that's happening in your life is coming because of this good deed that you have offered to do for this sister. So, again, I say thank you so very much. And to Mr. Anonymous, who helped the other sister um, last week, thank you very, very much. And to the lady, Miss Anonymous, who really was trying to help and was trying to get others to help as well, thank you, thank you, thank you. You guys are a blessing. You guys are a blessing, and I pray that those blessings are returned to you tenfold. I really do. And the other, I could just go on and on. The other person who sent me, people who sent me the emails, and I told you I would get back with you. I just thank you. I really do. I really thank you. All right, enough of me rattling on and on. What else? I'm just trying to get through these announcements, and I know I can be lengthy, so I'm going to stop doing that. <laughs> I'm going to try. Okay. Um, I'll come back to that. Let's just do check-ins. We're not going to go but about maybe an hour, hour and a half today because it is Easter. Don't want to hold you guys. And I, uh, I've already cooked, but I still need to eat dinner with my family. Hello, California. Hey. Hey. Who's speaking? Amy. Amy? Uh-huh. Hello, I, uh huh. I uh I had a couple mini strokes over the weekend after 
the pit bull attack of my dog, uh, my service dog. So, um, yeah, um, I, along with others, can Greg, a friend of mine, um, will be calling in, too, from Missouri. Um, Thank you. Yeah, we've been sharing together um, before we got on the call, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, just our biblical walks and what we've been through and and how we need to see things differently and not fear um, or whatever suffering we have suffered um, is not in vain, Um, but that um, Jesus and his apostles suffered and lies were told about Mary Magdalene um, there's a show called Finding Jesus um, about she not being a prostitute at all. It was made up. Um, but anyway, um, I just want to say thank you, Renata. You're awesome. And everybody on here with a heart for God um, know that he is our victor. And whatever we suffer, we put at his feet when we uh, feel fear or confusion. Um Use whatever at your disposal, a book, uh, music, whatever to distract your thoughts back to him. And uh, that's how I got through my uh, my strokes this weekend. Okay. Well, I, I really hope you get better. I'll be praying for you. Yeah. Um, I've, uh, it's a miracle I'm alive this, this far. But um, I've always taken care of my health. And I guess all those years that God put in my heart, since I was like seven, being an athlete and all that, um, you know, we all have the potential to give something um, of ourselves. And Oprah was was the greatest example of random acts of kindness. Just remember, it can be a word, it can be a, a prayer, even if somebody cusses you out saying, you know, oh, bless your heart, you know. Um, you know, and I take that from friends of mine from the South that have said that, and I'm like, you know what? That is a good way to approach it. They want shock value, but instead, they don't know what they don't know. They're being used. So That's true. Pray, pray for the enemy. Pray for the enemies, the human enemies, because even we don't want for anyone to perish, not even our human enemies. That is very true. I feel bad for them because they're deceived. Uh, thank you for your comments, Amy. Thank you. I love Star 8. Uh-oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. I love you and all you do. I love all you do. So keep keep strong. You know that we're being tested. That's why we're being attacked. Just know that that's a, another victory that you came through, that we all came through this weekend, that we knew we were going to be attacked. But um, Yes. But but know that you're precious. That's the reason. Because they're scared. They know their end is soon. That's and we right. know where we're going and we know where they're going. We hope that they don't that they wake up before it's too late. Um that nobody should perish. But, you know okay. we just have to when we start feeling like really lonely and down and, and oppressed, um, keep looking up, knowing that if you don't know anything else know that you have a father that loves you and he's just waiting for us. But we have a part Amen. to do here. We have a part to Thank do. Thank you. It's, it's a privilege. Thank you. We're not a... Yeah. I'll, I'll Thank silent you. now. Okay, thanks. Okay, I'm reading the chat room. Um, Keith says, Ishtar, the pagan god of fertility. Probably talking about when I was talking about the Easter bunny, I believe. 
Um, he says they are really attacking us. He said it is electronic, Renata. It is not demonic, in my opinion. Um, I'll go back and forth with that, thinking that it might be directed energy. These attacks, Keith is referring to these um, attacks that I get in my sleep, where um, when I look on the Internet and I describe them, people are calling them um, sleep paralysis, calling it sleep paralysis. And um, I'm going with that because it is my body can't move. I can hear everything. I can hear everything, I can, but I cannot even wiggle my baby toe. Nothing. Um, I'm saying demonic because it feels demonic. That's how it feels. That's how it feels. It feels very dark and very demonic. It feels like someone is laying on my chest and pinning me down. And when I look at the YouTube videos of others who experience this, they also say it is demonic. Most people know the difference between mine and a lot of people's is that most people describe seeing a very scary, dark entity. They say they see uh, what they term the old hag, which is a little witch-looking lady. And a lot of people say they see a demonic spirit, I guess, in the corner. And a lot of people see it in the corner of their room. I don't see that, thank God, but I feel that it is demonic. Now, whether the directed energy can make you feel like something's demonic, I don't know, but that's how it feels to me. That's how it feels to me. Um, Seascape in the chat room says, the sleep paralysis that I experienced was after a near rape. They are demonic in nature, believe me. I'm telling you, it's something you have to experience. It is easy to say, direct the energy, because we're in this program, but it feels it feels demonic. And I'm I'm pretty sensitive to energy. Okay. Hello, targeted and harassed. Renata? Yes. Um, this is this is for you first. Um okay. I know how you feeling because, you know we all feel like that. But I know you your heart is heavy and everything is on you heavy. But I want you to feel better. If you do this and I know you do it sometimes, go to to YouTube and listen to Worth by Anthony Brown. And anybody that's on this call, if you're feeling a little down, go to YouTube and listen to Anthony Brown's Worth, the full version. If you listen to that song and start singing at the top of your voice, you're going to feel better because God's going to touch you. He's going to touch you right there and there. So listen to Worth by Anthony Brown. I want okay, you to feel are you, better. Okay, wait, wait. Uh, thank you so much. Are you saying W-O-R-K or W? I'm saying W-O-R-T-H. Oh, Worth. Okay. All right. I will definitely look that up. Thank you. You make sure you listen at, listen at that. Everybody else that's listening, please listen at that. Okay. Now I want to read you my paper. Renata, because I want you to feel as good as I feel right now. Because they make Thank me you. feel like like they make you feel. In fact, I've been feeling like that a lot here lately. But I don't let it let stay on me. So God won't let that let me stay like that. And he ain't gonna let you stay like that because I know you're a woman of God. Right. Okay, John 14, 14 and one says, "Let not your heart be troubled. 
ye believe in God, believe also in me. I love God and Jesus, and I thank God he has allowed me to see the evilness that has surrounded me. But God's word says he gives me power. So I tell all you handlers, perpetrators, and all involved in my continuous surveillance, file your charges in court, federal, state, or local, because God says I have the victory. It is time you allow me to bring all those people I named to the witness stand under oath. God allowed me to see how complex this mission is. It's not just saying street theater or simple surveillance. This thing is deep. Many people are involved. After years of seeing myself under surveillance, I now realize the people count can be towards a thousand or more. I have to sit time aside to make sure I don't leave out any place or persons involved in my exposure. I have forgotten to mention the Lakeside Garden Apartments. I want to have all video cameras and rental records from 2009 to be subpoenaed to find out who it is that had me under surveillance from that location. When I would leave my home, they would bolt out of that back door facing Guthrie Street to follow me. Also, they would sit under the big tree and lay in wait until I came out. File charges now because Jesus has given me power to stand against any allegations you have against me, targeting and arrest. Harassed. I'm making it short, Renata, because I just want to make it short because, like I said, I got to get on track. I got to get, dig a little bit deeper on this because when I get through exposing this and, and God showed me all the people and places, it's going to be a long list. So whoever they bring up against me, I'll be ready for them. And I want to name one person on the uh, list that I, I have forgotten to mention, and his name is Jamie Jack. All right. Well, you did it. Thank you very much. Okay, I appreciate everything. No problem. Keep up the exposure. They don't like that at all. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. She exposed her purpose for the week. Good for her. Start eight if you would like to speak. We want to hear from you. Oh, question of the day. Question of the day. How was your Easter so far, and what did you do? That's the question. I'm going to tell you guys about mine in just a minute. Hi, Keith. Hi, Renata. How you doing? Good, good. How are you? Uh, doing okay, all things considered, on this uh, this day uh, that we remember the sacrifice and uh, and then, of course, the resurrection, mm-hmm. Lord and Savior. So, uh, you know, I I was on uh, I was in Pal Talk earlier today in one of the chat rooms, and. Um, it was a Christian chat room, and they were talking about various things, and I I just uh, I felt led to ask the, the room owner that uh, if we could pray for all of the people, including the targeted individuals across the America especially, but even around the world, that are separated from their families, because we know, the, we know that the holidays can be difficult. 
uh, yes. for family yes. members and especially for TIs because we have, a lot of us have been alienated from our loved ones. And what's even more hideous is when they actually know, you know, that, that, that they know how painful it is for us and they, they actually do things to, um, you know, to make it worse. But um, I've got somebody coming up the door, so I'm going to have to get off here, and uh, I'll come back up and share a little bit later. But I did want to say one thing about the demonic attacks, or the uh, one thing that they do to me is, well, I mean, one of the many things, but one thing that's, you know, is similar to what I consider what somebody might feel like, well, maybe I'm possessed or something like that. And that's the, impo- that's the message that I, I, I want to tell people. That if if you're if they're manipulating your body or something like that, okay, don't think it's because you have opened yourself up necessarily to you know a spiritual, you know that you have something wrong with your spiritual attack. This is all it is it, it is all demonic, okay. But I believe that a lot of uh, there is a lot of technology involved in it as well that appears to be, or that demonstrates very similar things to what, what what we might consider demonic activity. Now, I'm not saying in your case, okay, that, that it's not that, but my concern is, is for somebody that might not be fully confident in their faith, and they might feel like that this technology is, um, is uh, causing them, uh, you know, that they have, they have a weakness in their faith. But if it's actually technology, then that's what they—that's what these perps would want us to uh, to think. Okay, so um, you know, I guess if, if you understand my point, is that we need to be careful not to uh, think that um, you know what what is being done possibly with technology is actually you know that we've actually opened ourselves up to you know something uh, because of our spiritual state. So that's all, that's all I have to share. Thank you. Okay, thank you, Keith. Um, I don't think that it is a spiritual weakness. I personally do uh, never thought that it would be. I don't think that it indicates a spiritual weakness because you come under spiritual attack. I actually think quite the opposite. I think the stronger you are in your faith, the more the devil's coming after you. That's just the way I feel. Um, and I know that my faith is strong, but, of course, our faith can always be stronger than what it is. So I know that I have um, a long way to go in strengthening myself. But I definitely don't think it's it's any fault of my own that the devil is attacking me because that's what that's his job, you know, and he's going to attack the saints. That's, that's just the way it is. Um, no matter if it's directed energy or it's a, if it is a direct demonic attack, it's all demonic. Assaulting people with directed energy is extremely demonic. So no matter how you slice it, it's, it's all from Satan. That's the way I look at it. Um, and there's really no way to confirm it. But uh, I, I just ask the Lord to just help me through it you know, and to strengthen me along the way, just help me through it, because it's not a pleasant experience at all. Um, it, it lets me know that they are definitely trying to kill me. It's, it, this weekend, I almost had to have someone in the room watching me while I sleep so they could help me to come out of it. That's how bad it, it has been this weekend. It's really, really, really been bad. So, um, But God got me through it. I just have to 
deal with the after effects of it. I'm really drained, really drained. So thank you, Keith. All righty. Star eight, if you would like to speak. Hello? Hello? Hello. Hi, Lala. Oh, hi. I wanted to say, um, uh, the far as um, uh, the uh, the guy was talking, he said um, uh, he was talking about the holograms. I had those holograms, and uh, I noticed that um, when I looked in the mirror, they were all images that I saw off the Sci-Fi channel, and they were all the same height as me, and they were the same weight as me, and they change as my, you know, and they, I remember everything that I have saw on the Sapphire channel, which I don't watch anymore, there were images of it. But they wasn't real. They were like a digital. They were like a digital. And some had dread, you know. So I believe that there are holograms. And then also, like, whether I would stare, and then it would make the room become dark for, for the holograms to work. Hmm. Who mentioned holograms? I didn't hear anybody. No, I, no. When he was talking, I'm, I'm, I know mm-hmm. that they were holograms. Those are mini holograms. What that guy was what, talking wait, about. Wait, 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 What is a hologram? Which part of it? What is the demonic part of it? For me, what they did to me, that was the. Uh, it was mini holograms they sent to me. Okay. Oh. I don't get them no more because I've been wearing a magnet. But I wanted. I forgot to tell you too. Um. If you lay down and go to sleep and you get the sleep paralysis, most of the time if you get up and go take a walk or something, it messes mm-hmm. up their signal. You know, but if you go back to sleep and then and then try to go back to sleep, they, they somehow they can stay right there and wait for you to go back to sleep. Well, sometimes this is in the middle of the night. It just, it just depends. Do you get up night. and walk around? No, it takes me a minute to recuperate because they really throw me off balance and everything. Yeah, because so. I know when, when they when they were doing that to me, and then if I got up and go to the bathroom, it, and then I went and lay back down, then they couldn't do the attack anymore. But if I would lay in the bed and go, forget them, I'm going to go to sleep anyway, then they were able to do it. Like one time they did it three times in one night. And then that's when I learned yeah. to get up. And then you have to, you know, you go to the bathroom or something. It just throws their frequency off some type of a way. Yeah, it was about probably ten times total yesterday. It was it was pretty bad. Was pretty did, bad. did you get up yep. at all? Eventually I did, yes. Okay. Yes, eventually I did. The, the most of them came like around nine-something in the morning because I, I wake up early. So I wake up and I do things and then I lay back down. So I lay back down somewhere around nine nine thirty, and that's when they just hit me back to back to back. And every time I came out of one and go back to sleep, the next yeah, time, it was it yeah, was bad. I know I know exactly what you're talking about because they did that to me too, and it's very draining. And you know what? They only have a certain amount of time while while you're in sleep. But they can't. That's a good thing about it. They can't hold you for a certain amount of time. They have to like it seems forever. But it's not really, it's just a really short amount of time, but it seems forever. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's draining, yep, yep. too. It's it's really very draining, mentally and physically. It is. Yeah, I know. Well, right. you know, I will keep you in my prayers. Thank you, Lola. Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay, I'm put you on hold. All right. Thank you. 
Yep, Lala has gone through the um, sleep paralysis. If you wonder if you've gone through it, don't don't wonder because you will know. <laughs> it's the most different experience you will ever experience in your sleep, I guarantee you. Um, start eight, if you would like to speak. Hello, California. Hello. Uh, there was a story, actually, this started in the 60s, a uh, radio host in the East Coast, about exactly what you're talking about, but I'll have to get back to you to find that, um, that this this exact thing happened. Um, so I'll have to get back to you on that. Okay, let me put you back on hold because other people have not spoken yet. Please, thank you. Okay, thank you. Sorry, would you like to speak? Hello, Georgia. Hey, you hear me? How you doing? Good, how are you? All right. Hey, look here. You know, uh, you ever heard of a sleep study? I said I got a uh, sleep acne. So then you go to a uh, ear, nose, and throat doctor and tell them you you have a problem with your sleep. They can monitor you with all kind of wires. They got smaller stuff now where you don't need all the wires and get you a sleep study, man. Because I always look for a, a, a conclusion to what you're going through. Whatever you, everybody on the call, whatever God got you to this, God gonna get you through this. Look for the conclusion. That's right. Well, you know what? I actually, I have had somewhat of a sleep study, and um, I do have sleep apnea. I do have that, so I had to sleep study with that, and I do have the machine for sleep apnea. But this is totally different than sleep apnea. I know. Yeah, I know. I had that before. I had that before. Well, sometimes I fall asleep and feel like I'm falling and all that, but it don't bother me no more. So let's get to a sleep study again, all right? This is even different. This is even different from the falling feeling. I've had that too. Yeah, I know. I had that too. Where you be sleeping, something feel like something on top of you. Okay, I had it too before. For the song, you get through it. You all right? Well, not only that, but you can't move your body. You're yeah, I know. Paralyzed. Where you feel like you're in paralysis. You you wake and always sleep, and uh, is what it is. Your body trying to uh, like astro. You you in between sleep and awake. It's a rim where you're not all the way to a uh, uh, rapid eye movement sleep. And you just being being able to learn how to travel, that's all. So that's all it is. Well, here's the thing. The, the reason why I won't do the full sleep study where you stay in the hospital is because I'm I'm heavily targeted by doctors, and I I wish not to 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 sleep around doctors. Well, they got they got it now. What? Listen, listen, listen. They got the new one now where you can do a remote control. Where the doctor gives you the little machine, it's like almost smaller than a phone. Where you just plug up to the little phone. And the doctor can monitor you from way across the planet somewhere. You ain't got to, they can do it at your house. Well, okay, I, they did have to I did do the one at home. I did the one from home. So they got some information from that. But they told okay. me that there is a more extensive one, at least at my hospital. There's more of an extensive one where you need to stay overnight. Yeah, I had it before. I had that before. But it's all the technology, man. You're going to be all right. Yeah, I, I will be. Either way, I will be. I will be okay. Um, thank you. Thank you, Pastor. Yeah. Israel. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will be fine. I'll be fine. I just have to get get myself back. I know what to do. I just need to do some grounding and I'll do that today. That usually gets me back where I need to to be. Um, just because in the chat room says some medications can cause sleep paralysis and it is a very common thing, Renata. 
Um, I don't know if I've ever heard that. I, I really don't take medication. I'm not on any medication. I um, I probably should or could take some different things with things that I go through. But I, I'm not a person that, that really takes medication, or if I do, I might take something for a headache or something like that, uh, maybe a one-time thing. But I don't regularly stay on um on medication. I'm just it's just something I prefer not. I will take a natural remedy if I can over medications the doctor would give you. But there are some things, you know, if I'm if I'm in extreme pain, you know, I'll take something to to get out of that pain. But as far as taking something on a regular basis, um I have not really had to do that. But you never know, you know. All right. Okay. Um, Keith says, this is related to organized stalking. It is not clinical, run-of-the-mill sleep problems. And Seascape says, there is nothing run-of-the-mill about sleep paralysis. Uh, Targeted Me says, the way that I knew the night attacks were of a demonic nature as well was when I realized that every, okay, and something's blocking, so I can't see the rest of your, um, the rest of your posts. Sorry, but I can't see the rest of your posts. Oh, when I re- realized that every time I called on the name of Jesus, they fled. That that's the truth. And you know what? If you look at YouTube videos and read things online about the sleep paralysis, everyone says when they call on the name of Jesus, that's when they come up out of it. And it is true. You just have to remember to do that because sometimes it catches you off guard and you can go into this whole panic thing and um, for those of you who say it's not demonic, I'm telling you, you have to experience it. You, you really, it is, it is, it, it feels very demonic. It really does. It really does. And I know what that demonic energy feels like. I feel it a lot uh, dealing with these perps. Okay. Hello, Louisiana. How you doing, oh, Renata? This is Tari. Hi, Tari. How are you? I'm doing fine. Um, uh, today I was um, talking to my my uh, sister about what I was going through. My mother, she really she loves me, but you know she said you gotta you know put it in God's hand. You can't worry about it, you know. Yeah. So I'm glad that I can talk to you and the other TIs that's on the phone that y'all fully understand what's going on and the sci-fi stuff that they portraying on in Hollywood. You know, and you know, people looking at it and thinking that it don't exist, but we know that it exists because we've been experimented on. Now, mm-hmm. I have problems when I sleep. They mess with me when I sleep also, and um, I wake up in the middle of the night, and I see an image in, in my eyes, and I know it's coming from my brain. You know, it's mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think it's a hologram or anything like that. I know it's coming from my brain. And um, I look around through the room, and I, I think I see things. Then I think I also think I say, "Nah, they mess with me right there." Oh well, I, I got that's how I gotta play it off. And um, I lay back down and I just sleep. And every now and then they mess with my dreams. And what they do is this, because it's, it's to connect my dreams. My sleep is connected to my uh, my dreams connected to my game stalking. So if I have a dream about people acting a certain way, within the next 
within the next day or maybe a week or two weeks, that's when people start doing it. You know, if I, I remember him, I had a dream where a guy just was sitting there just not staring at me, but staring off in the distance, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay. In, in my dream, I said, okay, they communicate to me again. So I woke up, and, and it wasn't an, exactly the next day. I think it was like two or three days later, I started noticing people doing that. Do actually do it. Just if I'm around, they start standing off in the distance. I'm like, okay, here we go. You know, so um, I don't know if, I, I think it's just part of my gang stalking with my electronic harassment is like, Every now and then, it give me a warning of what's about to, what's I'm, what, what I'm about to experience, you know. Um, and so for not all of it, but most of it came true, you know. But at the same time, because I'm connected with you know, the Creator and with God, you know, I circumvent that by being spiritual. And I always tell myself, and I always tell them if I, if if, I'm, if I fail to believe they listen to me. In my in my head, you know, I tell them like, you know what, y'all, you might have my mind, you might have my body, but you have my spirit, you know. So have have at it, you know, and that's what I have to do, so I can go on with the day, you know. Now, I also be thinking sometimes, Renata, that maybe they can't read my thoughts. Maybe they actually put the thoughts in my head. Yeah, I think it both seem can like happen. it's my thoughts, huh? I think both can happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Pro- yeah. So I, I try not to give them too much power because I still believe some of it is sm- smoke and mirror, where they're trying to make the devices seem more capable capable than what they really actually is. I think the devices, the, the uh, electronic equipment is good. But at the same time, I still believe it's not great because I don't want to give them too much of um, make them. You know, I don't want to start looking at them as like the somehow like the gods or the demons, and all they is is just human beings like us, you know, with emotional problems, you know. So I, I just sit back and I just deal with it. I deal with it every single day because. 24-7, 24, I, go, I, go, I lay down, I get up, I go out, it starts, it's like sync. When I go outside, people backing up the driveways almost all the time or doing some other crazy shit. It ran certain other colors, you know, to let me know that I'm being monitored, you know. And um, a whole bunch of people seem like they're involved, you know, and I just deal with it, you know. So, you know, that's... That's my experiences, you know. Okay. All right. You want to say anything else? Well, for all the TRs that's on the phone, continue calling and um, be mindful, you know, of your own emotions. Your emotions don't run you. You run you, you know. Okay. Uh, when you see yourself getting upset, call upon God. Call upon Jesus Christ, or if you, if you believe in, you know, if you're a Muslim, call upon Allah, and you're going to make it. You know, it's been working with me so far. You know, I learned, my, I learned through my mistakes. 
of um, playing into the little games. And now I'm starting to figure out some of the, some of the games now. My targeting is somewhat different from a lot of other people, I think. Mm-hmm. It's because they hit me from different angles now. They hit me from different angles. I got to be careful when I text, high text. I got to be careful when I put on the Internet and watch I watch on the Internet. Uh, when I talk to my friends about certain things, they try to lead me in certain conversations. I got to watch all type of things. I got, you know, I just got to be mindful. But I still speak my mind. You know, I still yeah. speak my mind. But, you know, I just got to be mindful. And I don't want to become too paranoid because the name of the game is to make you super paranoid. You know? That's true. So I try not to become super paranoid. You know? So all those on the um, phone, God bless y'all. Continue surviving. And at the end, you know, those that's doing this to us, it's going to, they're going to get there. You know? Yes, and they going to like will. it. You know? But um, that's all I had to say, Renita. Renata. Okay. Good night. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right. Star eight. Got something to say? Okay. Let's just um, let me just read this description of sleep paralysis for those who may not be familiar. All right, sleep paralysis. This is on uh, WebMD.com. Is sleep paralysis a symptom of a serious problem? Sleep researchers conclude that in most cases, sleep paralysis is simply a sign that your body is not moving smoothly through the stages of sleep. Rarely is sleep paralysis linked to deep underlying psychiatric problems. Why would that be psychiatric problems? Because <laughs> you get attacked in your sleep. Um, over the centuries, uh, symptoms of sleep paralysis have been described in many ways and often attributed to an evil presence. Unseen night demons in ancient times, the old hag and Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, and alien abductors. See, I don't get that. So I thank God for that. Um, almost every culture throughout history has had stories of shadowy, evil creatures that terrify helpless humans at night. People have long sought explanations for this mysterious uh, sleep, this mysterious sleep time paralysis and the accompanying feelings of terror. It does feel like you're being terrorized. It really does. Uh, What is sleep paralysis? Sleep paralysis is a feeling of being conscious but unable to move. It occurs when a person passes between stages of wakefulness and sleep. During these transitions, you may be unable to move or speak for a few seconds up to a few minutes. It's minutes. It's not seconds for me. It's minutes. Um, Some people may also feel pressure or a sense of choking. Sleep paralysis may accompany other uh, sleep disorders such as narcolepsy. Narcolepsy is an overpowering need to sleep caused by a problem with the brain's ability to regulate sleep. When does sleep paralysis usually occur? Sleep paralysis usually occurs at one of two times. If it occurs while you are falling asleep, it's called 
hypnagogic, I guess, or pre predormitative uh, sleep paralysis. If it happens as you are waking up, it's called hypnopompnic or postdormitative sleep paralysis. What happens with hypnagonic, I don't know how to say that word, sorry, uh, sleep paralysis? As you fall to sleep, your body slowly relaxes. Usually you become less aware, so you don't notice the change. However, if you remain or become aware while falling asleep, you may notice that you cannot move or sleep. What happens with hypnopomic sleep paralysis? During sleep, your body alternates between REM, which is the rapid eye movement, and NREM, non-rapid eye movement sleep. One cycle, one cycle of REM and NREM sleep lasts about 90 minutes. NREM sleep occurs first and takes up to 75% of your overall sleep time. During NREM sleep, your body relaxes and restores itself. At the end of NREM sleep, your sleep shifts to REM. Your eye movement, uh, your eyes move quickly and dreams occur, but the rest of your body remains very relaxed. Your muscles are turned off during REM sleep. If you become aware before the REM cycle has finished, you may notice that you cannot move or speak. And it goes on. I'll put the link in the chat room. But um, it's 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 uh, it's something to deal with. It's something to deal with, you guys. Something to deal with. I don't know if it's a direct energy, but I'll tell you what. It feels very extremely demonic. It does. All right, there's that link it's in the chat room. Okay, you can find it on WebMD if you're not in the chat room. Hello? Hey, how's it going, Renata? Hi, who's this? This is Cheryl from California, Sacramento. Cheryl, hello, how are you? Hey. Um, I just uh, came on and was listening to everything. I, I'm not going through this sleep paralysis, but I'm uh, heavily targeted by the bus company and drivers and them uh, snatching things out of my hand. And it seems like every person that I talk to starts... Um, harassing me, you know, and they think I'm not smart enough to realize what they're doing. Like the lady over there, she made real good friends with with me, and it seems like she keeps repeating things that I'm thinking or said to myself in my apartment. I want a friend, but I I know that they're using her as well. Um, So... I've come to the conclusion that, you know, I'm pretty much going to have to live life by myself. I know that every single individual that I come in contact with is targeting me, even the little children out here. When I come on the property, they're circling around me with their bikes. Someone has told them to do that. Someone has told them. To, to do that to me, 
Okay, so I'm going to live life as a hermit, and I've accepted that. When I go out in public, I don't say not one word to anyone because they're going to end up turning around and start signaling somebody across the street. You know, these all these signals and everything. So I try my best. I'm by myself, but, you know, I try my best to keep, you know, the spirit of trying to wanting to live to the next day. Um, There was that gentleman, an African-American gentleman. You know, I like to share, you know, if anyone needs someone to talk to. I'm not a perp. I'm a real-term individual. I can give out my phone number if it's okay, Renata. Yes, go right ahead. Okay, I'm Cheryl, and I'm a real target. Um, I've been targeted for like six years. We're going on seven. And uh, my phone number is 916-228-9731. If anyone wants to talk to me, they can about whatever's going on with them. So I just wanted to share that and let you know that I was on the line. Okay, thank you. So you're still with, uh, still dealing with being targeted by the bus people? Oh, it's it's gotten horrible. This is really uh, horrible. They attacked me. These are bus drivers. These are men bus drivers who give signals to each other when I'm around, who snatch things off of my persons when I'm boarding the bus, and then when I make a complaint to the the bus company, they review the tape, they see the driver reach out to me, but they say, oh, he said he was trying to look at your bus pass. He wasn't trying to look at my bus pass. He assaulted me. And I asked for the video so that I can have a copy of the video, and they're telling me they can't give me a copy because they don't have one to give me. Well, what did you just view? You know, you saw him assault me. But everybody's whitewashing it, and, and um, I'm sorry, that might not have been the right word, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm being heavily targeted here. But I keep going every day because the lady that got me in this situation, I'm going to show her that I have some words, and I'm going to keep living as long as um, this creator allowed me each day. So... I just wanted to let you know I was here supporting you guys. Thank you. Okay, thank you. I'm sorry you're still going through that. I, I get targeted by, by the bus drivers too, so but in a different way. So I, I know what you mean. That's terrible. Okay. All right. I talk to you later. All right. Thank you. Yeah. It really does seem like everybody is involved. It does, but they're not. But that's a conditioning process that they um, that they take the target through to teach you that you can't trust anyone. So that way you just give up and you don't attempt to trust anyone. But there are some good people out there. They're just more far few in between when you're targeted. Hello? Yeah, I just want to share um, to answer about the shadow people. Um, this uh, there was a talk show in the East Coast, and on Coast to Coast, Art Bell, they talked about this. Um, it is demonic 
um, there's a book called The Secret War. Um, her name is Heidi Hollis, H-O-L-L-I-S, and it talks about this. I have had, when I was uh, there living in Fairfield, stationed at the base, um, I had night terrors, um, and I have had ever since then, from 87 till when I moved to Sacramento in 89, and lived there for 15 years, and then God put on my heart, you need to leave, like, ASAP. You need to walk away from your job and everything. Um, and what you need to know is the Bay Area, Michael Aquino, which you might have heard of, Lieutenant Colonel Army, was a chaplain in the Army, um, was stationed at Presidio, opened up the Church of Satan. I'm not kidding. Um, second in command of NSA, um, it's called the, the Church of Set. And it is no joke. Um, it is run through the military up and down, through the Illuminati. And that's why God put on my heart, I need to leave, because I was working with these Silicon Valley people that were Wiccans. And I was feeling like they wanted to get me to take my life when I was at the base. And I'm like, they are not going to win. I'm coming back for them. And I did. Um, not that I wanted to, but I got called back, and then I had to go to bat for others who were committing suicide and trying to commit suicide. So I put my neck out, and I said, you know, you might as well just put the cuffs on me now and take me away now because I'm going to be a liability to every one of you um, that have done this to me and to others. Um, you're not going to get away with this. Um, and so I worked with a certain senator, um, who was head of armed services and um, in CIA, who's going to be leaving because has been compromised and things that have been hit from this person. But just know that what you're going through and, and all of this, and, and Keith, what he said is true. It's, it's coming from all different sources, not just one thing. The war, spiritual war, regular war is not bought by one, one way. It really started during Vietnam War. They used astro projection to find the enemy. They used the occult. And that's really when they started dabbling into injecting military with drugs, civilian homeless people with drugs, sanitariums, Vacaville Prison, MK Ultra Project um, has been done on them. So it's all around us, but we're victors. We're not victims. And I have struggled going to sleep every night because I know like the witching hour, so to speak, um, is between noon and or between 12 and 3. So I always am afraid to go to sleep. My body's tired and wants to go to sleep, but my mind won't let me. So I try to put some Christian music on and, you know, start reading some verses to try to have a restful sleep. But it's still, I'm always fighting demonic enemies in my sleep. And um, I don't have what you have, but I have come across actual people who were demonic and called me out, discerned me, and I hadn't said a word to them. And uh, they wanted shock value, and I gave them nothing. This guy put on my heart, don't react at all, don't say anything, just walk away. That's uh, the best thing you can do is empower yourself. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Okay, so thank, every, you. thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you.
Yep, there's a lot of uh, people who experience sleep problems, especially in the targeted community, and there are a lot of people who are sleep-deprived in this community. Hello? Hello? Hi, Lauren. Hello? Hi, uh, Renata. Happy Easter. Thank you. You too. Thanks, Renata. I'm glad you had the call a little bit later, but I'm really grateful that you had the call. And I, too, have occasions that I'm sleep-deprived. And Lillian, because she's V2K'd in, in everything, she really has problems sleeping. She can't open her eyes without them, you know, talking and, and doing things. This is highly demonic. I believe strongly they're using technology, but in the mind and hands of these perps, they are demonically driven, without a doubt. They do yeah. not believe in God, and they do not believe in life. They are wicked. Uh, sometimes, I don't know if anybody in the community like it, but um, when she does wake up, sometimes she'll have something. I'll, I'll warm her up some, you know, uh, chocolate milk. I'll put a little bit more chocolate cocoa in it, and that seems to uh-huh. make her sleep back, or hot tea, um, or sometimes uh, yogurt, applesauce, and she'll go back to sleep more easily. Uh, I don't really like a lot of these. Western medicines either too much, not too much faith in them. And we're targeted heavily, too, by doctors, wrong diagnosis, et cetera. So we don't have a lot of trust, you know, really with anyone. Uh, the factors that were there to help us haven't. So, you know, we're kind of isolated. And um, I can't wait till all of this comes out. That's all I wanted to say about that. Thank you very much, Lauren. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, did anybody else want to say anything? We're doing a short call today, so we will not uh, talk about much more. Let me see. Oh, I just wanted to update you guys on this this action committee 16 that Keith and I are doing. Uh, we did have a meeting last week, and last week we formed several subcommittees where we're going to do some activism efforts. We're not exactly sure yet because we broke down into three different committees, each committee having a lead person, a co-lead, and several um, committee subcommittee members. And we're going to kind of take it from there. There are several people who signed up for positions who will no longer be in those positions, so we need to fill those seats. And I think two of them were leads, and one may have been um, a co-lead. So if you are interested, send me an email, or uh, better yet, come to tomorrow's meeting. And the way you can do that is to send um, Keith an email. Hold on, let me get his email address. You need to send him an email. Um, I just do. I do want to address something because I've heard that people were saying that they are no longer interested in being on the committee because they don't like the fact that um, that I am trying to keep things confidential and they feel that certain people are being excluded from uh, joining the committee, which is partially true, I guess. Um, and I guess the truth is that I really am trying to keep certain elements out. It's not it's nothing personal towards anyone personal, 
but it's the elements because everything seems to get infiltrated in this community, and there are people who are putting forth honest efforts to try to um, make positive things happen for all of us in the community, and I'm trying to keep the infiltration down. So when you try to keep the infiltration down, certain people are going to be kept out, and those are the disruptors. And those are the only people I'm trying to keep out, the disruptors. Anyone else who has a genuine heart to want to try to change the direction that these people are trying to force us in, which is not a good direction, then you are welcome. If you if you are an honest person, no problem. You're welcome. No problem. And as far as others knowing what we're doing and will they know when we do certain things, well, of course they will because we're doing it for the community. We're not doing it just for us who are on the committee. Everything we do is for the true TIs, for the community. So once we complete whatever project we started on, of course we're going to share it with everybody. That's just a no-brainer. Like That's what we're doing it for. We're doing it for the entire targeted individual population, not only the ones here on TalkShoe, but for the ones around the world, if it will benefit them. Not even sure exactly what we're going to be working on yet. So the answer to that question is yes. It will be rolled out to everyone in this committee, community, everyone on the calls, everyone on YouTube, everyone everywhere who, who wants to know what we're doing, they will eventually know. But we just want to bring everything to fruition first. That's all. Nothing wrong with that. That's what other people do. These other groups who are doing whatever they're doing, they're not inviting us or not inviting me. <laughs> so I don't know why people think that they should have a personal invitation um, to anything that I'm trying to do. Uh, it just doesn't work that way um, with me because I'm just not outgoing like that. I'm just not going to be knocking on people's door. Um, but I am putting it out there that if anyone is interested and you are a true TI, you are not an infiltrator because I am praying that all infiltrators will be exposed because that's not something we want to deal with. It happens too much in this community, but I know how COINTELPRO works, so I know that they will inch people into any kind of social, uh, any type of circle where positive things are trying to happen because they don't want the positive things to happen. So, yes, we are trying to block any kind of infiltration. We are. And I know that's a, a nearly impossible task, but uh, it's worth the effort and it's worth the try because people are volunteering their time. And we want to volunteer our time to a worthy cause, not to one where people are going to intentionally cause problems. Nobody has time for that drama. I know I don't. I'm going through a lot as it is. I'm trying to work. I'm trying to maintain my household, my family, my children, and all the other things that I do, which are many. So I just don't want to deal with that extra. I just don't. So if it doesn't work for you, I understand. I do. Um, and if you don't want to be here, then you shouldn't be because you're not going to put your heart in it. And we really want people who are going to put their heart into activism. And I'll tell you something else about activism. Activism helps you to kind of come out of yourself and see the bigger picture and move forward with your targeting. It really does. That's what it has done for me. 
So if you want to just kind of get involved with something positive, then um, send Keith an email. It's K-E-I-T-H 57 at activeti.org. And that seems like a website, but he also gets email there. So just send it just like that. Keith 57 at activeti.org. You will be vetted. You will be asked some questions. I'm trying to figure out what people's intentions are because I'm telling you, last week I heard from more new people than I ever have. Some people I have never heard of, ever. (laughs) But all of a sudden they want to be on this committee. So, of course, it's going to throw some red flags, you know. And, hey, I'm going to ask questions. I am because, again, I just want to try to keep the infiltration down. That's all. That's all. That's all. Not trying to discriminate against anybody, just trying to keep the infiltration down. It's just simple as that. So if you want to be a part of it, uh, we have um, hopefully some exciting things that we're going to be working on, okay? And we do need people. We do need people who want to research and um, maybe someone who may do some uh, administrative stuff or make phone calls or, or whatever. A lot of things. And, and and another thing, you can bring your ideas because nothing is written in stone. We haven't really started yet. So bring your ideas on what you would like to see happen in this community. It's going to be um, exposure. We're going to try to expose, get some kind of attention on our cause. We plan to do some demonstrations in the future. But we also want it to be um, focused on, I don't want to use the word victim because that's not a word I've really like to use, but we are being victimized. We just don't buy into the mentality. But uh, for the people who are experiencing the targeting, we want to make sure we put several things in place for them. And they're all, for us, I should say, um, there are already a few things in place, but we want to continue with that and develop that and come up with more, more things that will help our community. So if you want to be a part of that, then send Keith the email, okay? There will be a meeting tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 Eastern. We're going to keep it uh, much shorter than it has been in the past. All right. Okay. So I mentioned putting things in place for the target. There's already something in place, and it is – I was calling it TIs helping each other because it was just something that the Lord gave me to do just out of the blue, and I just started doing it. Mentioned it on this call, and it's been very successful. Um, and I mentioned it at the beginning of this call today. And that is, I was calling the TIs helping one another. Basically, if you are a person who has a few extra things, it could be clothes, it could be money, it could be food, it could be whatever, a place to stay, um, please let me know. I will jot that down. Um If you are a person in need of something, maybe you can't pay your light bill, maybe um, your children need food or you need food, you need something minimal because we don't have a lot of resources as of yet. Um, We can't pay your, we cannot pay your car notes, we cannot pay your house notes, but maybe we can help you with a little something if you need it. There are several people who are willing to help. If you're one of those people willing to help, please let me know, and I'll jot it down. Um, Actually, 
to my surprise, not a lot of people ask. Not a lot of people have, have asked. There have been some, but not nearly as many as I thought there would be. So I guess that's a good thing, that people are doing you know, fairly well. But we all hit those bumps in the road sometimes. So we want to be helpers to one another. So if you can help or you need help, please let me know at remu2 at hotmail.com. And the way it goes is that no money comes through me. I will connect you directly with someone. First, I will vet you. I will ask you some questions, especially if you're new. So <laughs> if you're not comfortable with someone asking questions, then it's probably not going to work for you because I will ask questions before I refer you to a donor, someone willing to help you. And the reason that is is because I don't want to pass um, I don't want to pass you to someone and and that person gets taken advantage of because no one has to open up their wallet to anyone. No one has to share their spare clothes or whatever with anyone. So I think it's a blessing for people to do that for another person. So I definitely want to make sure that the the person who is asking that their intentions are pure and that they're not a perpetrator trying to take advantage of someone, okay? So I will put you in touch with uh, the few people who have said that they're willing to help if you need help, okay? Send me an email, remu2 at hotmail.com. And I think I came up with a name, and that would be um, TIs Paying It Forward, because that's exactly what you do when you bless someone. You're blessing someone because you've been blessed. No matter how much we think we lack and how much we think we don't have, really when you think about it, you have a lot. If you had a place to stay last night, you had a bite to eat, you had some clothes to put on, some shoes to put on, you have more than you think you have. So it's really nice to pay it forward when you can. And uh, actually, Lala sent me a beautiful video. Oh, my goodness. That's Oh, I have to put that in the chat room. It's someone who was helping a homeless person, and the gesture was just so beautiful. So I'll put it in the chat room. But when you are, um, when someone helps you through this program that we have put in place, um, just show gratitude. Show gratitude. Say thank you to that person. And if that person, if you don't know who that person is who helped you, because there are several who do not wish to be identified, so they're anonymous, just let me know, and I'll tell them that you say thank you. But please show gratitude because they didn't have to do it. They did not have to do it. You know, if I help you, please say thank you. (laughs) That's all. That's it. That's all I want. And the other thing is uh, pay it forward. When you're in a better position that you are currently in, and you end up with an extra $10, let me know that you want to help someone when they need help, okay? So we want to pay it forward. So it's going to be called T.I.'s Paying It Forward, okay? Amen. I love that program. That makes me so happy. That makes me so happy. And I'm telling you, around here, we never have to really beg. You know what I'm saying? Like. 
so many times I've said, I've called on someone and said, this person would like this or this person would like that. And I never say the person's name. I never say Jane Doe, the person who came to the call. I never say that. And there are several people that just say, okay, what do they need? And several people wanted to send way more (laughs) than the person needed, like double. And I'm like, no, 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 that's not necessary, just this amount, not that amount. So God is good. I just, I can't thank you guys enough for that, and I'm serious. God is good. All right. Let me move on. I can harp all day. I like to harp on good things because we sure harp harp enough on the bad things, don't we? Well, I like to harp on good things, too. So, hey, you got something to say? we we'll probably just go like 15, 20 more minutes if you guys don't have anything. All right. Okay, let me see who this is. Hello? I just put you on the spot, Irvine <laughs> or Irvin. I'm not sure. Hello? All right. Well, start eight if you want to speak. I just simply want to say hello because I don't recognize the um the name. So start eight if you decide you want to say hello. Hello. Yes, uh, Renita. Renata. Renita. Renata. I'm sorry. Um, they had a woman called. Um, I think her name was Cheryl, and she gave her her number. I don't mind talking to her. Okay. Well, we. You know, uh, but I only got, I got nine one six two two eight, and that's it. Okay, I will text you the rest. Okay. I appreciate it. Thank you. No problem. Right. No problem. Stop. Deer in says, "I am so proud to know you, Renata." Oh. That's what Deer in Headlights said from the chat room. That's so beautiful. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I was thanking God for you all yesterday. I said, Lord, I think I have some friends for once in my life. (laughs) I think I finally have some friends. I thank God. Thank you, dear headlight. So special. Hello? Hi, Renata. This is dear headlight. Hi, dear. I'm going to leave the headlights part out. Hi, dear. How are you? Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm feeling a little down, but I feel better now. Thank you. You're so sweet for for your comment in the chat room. I really mean that, honey. I'm so proud of you. I just uh, can't believe you're the person I've been looking for in this group. Aw, thank you. You're a natural-born leader, and I think you've got a... Uh, great call and um, are a very inspiring person. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. You know, we all have something in our life that gives us joy, and it really gives me joy to help people. And I'm not just saying that. It really, truly does. It gives me joy to um, to see other people where they should be. I just have a heart for people like us who suffer every day for nothing. Like, we didn't do anything to deserve this, you know? I know. Well, we'll be okay. We'll be okay. How was your Easter? Lovely. It was? Did you cook? No. (laughs) 
Okay. No, no. We we kind of we dine out here. It's uh, just the way it is, but it's fine. We're perfectly content and happy, and we don't necessarily celebrate things the way other people do. But it's just fine. We celebrate it in yeah. our heart. Well, you know, all those things uh, have changed for my family over the years. I don't celebrate the way I used to. I would never be on a call on Easter. I'd be with the larger part of the family, you know, normally. But uh, due to the targeting, they take care of that, don't they? Make sure you're not, you know, celebrating the way you used to. But it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, we take the love we have and we move on with it. Like you said, we move on with the love we have and try to help as many people as possible. It's a blessing to get to help people. Yes. Yes, it is a blessing. It is a blessing. Well, thank you so much for your comment. I really appreciate it. You're welcome, honey. God bless. You too. I'll put you on hold. That's so sweet. Start eight. You got something to say? Let's hear it. We're listening. We are listening. You got something to say? We're listening. We are all ears. You have a whole audience here. What you got to say? <laughs> what you got to say? Come on. Some of y'all can't stop talking. So now's, your, now's the time. Come on. What you got to say? Because if I get started, I won't stop. It was something I did, but I say, what was that? <sighs> I forgot. Let's see. Where were the attacks at? Wasn't there some attacks in Brussels or somewhere? I don't watch the news very much. Come on, conspiracy theorists. What's the truth? I know somebody's going to say that that's not true. Those people in the airport, um, they blew up. What was that, Brussels Airport? One of the airports. Come on, conspiracy theorists. <laughs> oh, just because this Pakistan had an attack today, really? At the airport? Was it at the airport too, just because? These these attacks are horrible. It's really horrible. The Brussels, just because it's the Brussels attack was on Tuesday. Yes, I feel sorry for all of those families. They didn't deserve it. I think there was a brother and sister in those attacks, too. Oh, Seascape says Brussels was 311 on 311. Mm. 40 people killed in Pakistan. It was not at an airport. That's what Just Because said. Oh, wow. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Lord, help those people, those families. Hello, Indiana. Oh, yeah. Hey, Abinata. Yes, the Brussels attack, and I just heard about Pakistan, and my conspiracy is um, these are all set up and staged. I think it's to bring in around-the-globe martial law, and what they what they keep those suppressing is sexual attacks of women, children, and other men in Europe by the refugees, mm-hmm. too. They keep suppressing that, and certain sexual assaults by them are happening also in cities here. Wow. Yeah, because you know they're coming to a one world everything. So I can yeah, see they're bringing, these I think attacks these, uh, being used yeah. to leverage that. They're, yeah. Exactly. They're using this particular group. I believe they're called the uh, the force of war, really, a lot, force of war, actually, in death, to bring in what they need. And then after they, of course, achieve that, then they you know, can probably take care of them then, if they can. I don't know. Mm. 
It's really sad that innocent people, whether these attacks are staged or not, the people are innocent, you know? I know. They don't, uh, for the powers that may be, they collateral damage, as they see us all, collateral damage. It's awful. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Okay, I am muting people. Um, We can just talk, and when we're done talking, we'll hang up until next week. Don't forget, if you guys are interested in the um, committee, what do we call it, committee 16, send Keith an email, and um, the call will be tomorrow at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard. Hi, Robert. How are you? Oh, uh, I'm doing uh, fine right now. But I was attacked pretty badly um, earlier all all morning. Mm-hmm. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. I hope things get better. Okay, everybody is unmuted, so you guys can talk if you like. Nothing? Okay. I'm here. Go right ahead. Hi, this is Donna in Riverside. Hello. Hi, I just, you know, I'm not having a very good day for Easter. And we're Can't hear you. We're working. Can't hear you. I just want to say happy Easter to everybody. That's all I want to do. And just glad that God has risen today. You know, and our life should maybe, maybe can get better. I'm hoping. Hoping this this Easter, I hope he comes to our rescue. I really do. Someone mute your background, please. (laughs) Probably my phone. I'm going to hang up. But I just wanted to wish everybody a happy Easter. Thank you. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Anyone else? Let's see what's on the phone. Yeah. Hey, Renata, how you doing? This is Don. I just wanted to say thank you for the call. Uh, I, a lot of times I just listen in, but just hearing everyone and being engaged with the call rejuvenates me every week. So I really look forward to them. And I sent you an email earlier because I was like, what's going on with the call? You know, I didn't realize it had been uh, pushed back through the Easter, but uh, I really look forward to them. Okay, two things. Um, did you get the? Are you on the distribution list? I not. I may not be. I don't think so. Okay, I need to put you on there because I did send out an email. Okay. Okay. So you just let me see. I'm making myself a note. Okay. So you just you just um, said a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> you don't know it. My my friend, I talked to a few weeks ago about my dear friend, Sabrina, who, who is now deceased, but we were friends for many, many years, 20-something years. And she and I had this running thing because both of us um, are support people, or she was support person, um, administrative assistants, okay? So we worked in the office. And we always had bosses, and we had to do their calendaring and schedule meetings and things like that, right? And so we went back and forth. Okay, so this call is originally at 12 noon, right, for my, my time. I'm speaking Pacific Standard Time, 12 noon. Right. I moved it I moved it to 3 p.m., okay, so I moved it up three hours. So you just said one of my, me and her, my, uh, Sabrina and I, one of our running 
battle was, if we never had disagreements about anything, but this was a funny thing. If one of our bosses would come to us and he had a meeting at 12, like this um, like this call was, and he said, move the meeting to 3 o'clock, we went back and forth one whole day about, does that mean we push the meeting up or we push the meeting back? So you just said, I didn't even know that you pushed the meeting up. I mean, the, no, no, excuse me. You said, I didn't know you pushed the meeting back. In my mind, I pushed the meeting up because I moved it up three hours. Oh, that's all how you look at it, right? So I'm out of perspective, right? <laughs> yeah. I, was, I will never forget. That was one of the funniest days of my life. She and I, we emailed and got on the phone all day. She was like, no. She used to call me Bean, and I called her Bean. No, Bean, you pushed the meeting back. I said, no, it went forward three hours, so I pushed the meeting up. And we laughed all day about that. So when you wow. said that, that reminded me of one of those fun days I had with her. Okay. <laughs> but in my in my mind, I pushed it up. But you said I pushed it back, and I, I don't get that theory. But so many people say it is back. They say you pushed it back, even though you moved yeah, it forward. Yeah, I say, well, okay, you look at it this: spring forward, fall back. Uh, it's like the time. I mean, just kind of you push it back an hour, you push it up an hour. I mean, that's true. I get it, but I don't get it. Okay. It's probably that left-hand brain because I'm left-handed. So it's probably that okay. left-handed. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, you think a little differently. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think us left-handers do think differently. I think we do. Nothing so wrong with how that. How are you, Don? How is everything? Uh, I'm good. Staying busy. Uh, you know, staying busy, busy. Uh you know, just constantly being followed and the purpose use a lot of arm gestures, you know, that let me know that, hey, we're here. So uh, it's just an ongoing thing. And I take as many pictures as I can of individuals, uh, and I make sure I save them. And I turn them over to the authorities. So mm-hmm. cars, people, pictures, it will, it will time together. Right. What which um state are you in again? I'm in Texas. Oh in Texas, okay. Yeah, there's a couple of Texas people that come here. Yeah, you guys have some very strict laws in Texas, you know that? I always and, say we, I've been to Texas a couple one one time. And I always say I wouldn't even jaywalk in Texas. I mean, they are really strict. So I, if I were a TI in Texas, I would not be comfortable. Oh, okay. But they are very, very strict there. But I don't know if you guys get a lot of police harassment or if it's just the perps. Uh, perps, as far as me. Okay. Well, hang in there and stay strong. Come, uh-huh. Someone else, um, who was I talking to recently? A couple of people um, that come to this call, they get a lot of the gesturing, the hand gestures and stuff. I think they just do that to try to intimidate you. I don't know if there's really another perp that they're gesturing to or if they're just doing that. Uh, I think they do it to signal you, you know, that we're here, we're, we're in the area, we see you. 
So some people some people say that there are other um, perps nearby that they're actually and, and that and that's very true. I don't ever think because I see the one. I don't ever doubt there's another nearby. Well, yeah, they do work in teams. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Well, just stay strong. No, just call help. And I, I tell you what, what helps me is that I get satisfaction by taking that picture because that's one less perp I got to look because once I get that picture, it's forever. Yeah, and they um, they really don't like that. Uh-uh, not they at all. They don't like that. Because I, 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 I do a lot of psychoanalyzing. I break things down in my targeting. And... I was trying to figure. I said, hmm, I'm going to do this little test. I do these little tests. And I said, I wonder if they want you to see them or they don't want you to see them. And the they conclusion do. that I've come to is that they want, in most cases, there are times where they don't want you to see them, but in most cases, they want you to see them because that's how the targeting happens when you see them, you know, the visual right, thing. Right. But yeah. they don't want you to take their picture. Right. They do not want you to take their picture. They don't want that. I, so I love that's license good. plates. I love license plates. You can't hide that house, you know, that they call registered to. Well, I don't know, because a lot of those are fake plates. Yeah. Um, there is a T.I. on YouTube who said, and actually he came to this call once, and said that uh, that he knows someone at DMV, and so he gave them all the license plates of perps that he had collected over a period of time, and most of them uh, were registered under nobody's name, like it's their wow. own little criminal network. So they well, really what, didn't trace back. But even so, it, it still exposes what's going on, right? Even That's though, true. That's true. Renata? Yes. It's Lauren again. I also like when the, I like it personally, when the professional people get on in purpose, like nurses and doctors and, you know what I mean, agencies, because there's really nowhere for them to hide. That's true. And if you can get evidence, like they're, you know, going to the doctor for me, diabetes, but they come out and say they gave me Prozac and I'm mental. I like keeping those records, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's part of that, you know, the pictures and the documenting, it becomes part of your evidence. And I, I think it's important to gather mm-hmm. evidence. Some people don't think it's important because they don't have any hope that it will ever be exposed or ever end or anyone will ever care to even see our evidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I still think it's a good idea to gather them because you'd rather have them than not. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I, I wish um, we had like a, a, a national website. Mm-hmm. And you can load, load pictures on there, and the software would be able to say, oh, this guy's already here, you know what I mean? And it kind of let you know that maybe this guy's been in more than one place as a perp. Because they move around as well, well too. I, I don't know if you realize that. I, I actually had a website like that, but they kept crashing it. And I had to keep paying to get it back up and running through the company who was helping me. And uh-huh. they crashed it so much that I just let it go. I just let it go. It was it was yeah. called T.I. United, and mm-hmm. I, um, yeah, I let it go. And then there is some, I had to consult an attorney before I actually set that portion of the website up 
where people could upload the pictures of the church and tell a little story behind it and things like that. Yeah. I had to consult a, an attorney because there's some liability behind that, behind right, accusing right. people of being a perk, even though nine, you, you're more than likely 99.9% correct. But, right. um, you know, they, you know how these perps are. They'll come back and, and it'll all fall back on you. So, so well, and, and the reason it, I say that, because, you know, they move from state to state, too. They move around. Yeah. They don't stay in one mm-hmm. place. You might see one guy. You might not see him again, but somebody moved in to take his place, but he's moved on to somewhere else. That's true. Oh, but um, I forgot, Renat, I did send it to your email. I don't have computer, Lauren, but if everyone wants to read up about the mass lawsuit at NYPD because their cops are linked to a terrorist group. So these cops will filter all the 50 states with equipment and harassing us on surveillance. They are opening this up. Yes, and the deadline, everybody, is the 4th of April to either send in comments and or affidavits. I think it's the address to Prince Street. I think that's the, isn't that the, uh, somewhere in Manhattan, New York, New York. So you don't have to be in New York? No, you don't. Uh, Yesterday on Darlene's call, she reiterated that all 50 states, because it was actually researched by uh, a woman on her board already. You do not, because these New York City cops are still a part of a national terrorist organization. What I'm saying, they will go to other states, train other law enforcement how to surveil and harm you. So they're linked, actually, to all 50 states. Okay, so start from the beginning. What were these um, corrupt cops doing, Lauren? Uh, Using Stingray and other surveillance uh, without uh, consent and the proper uh, channels. And somewhere in this lawsuit, now it's a federal lawsuit based in New York City, but the judge opened it up federal to the other 50 states. And Starling kept saying just exactly what Freedom is doing. So you can either leave a comment for those that live afar or can't get their affidavit in by the 4th of April. And I sent you a a link that gives the full download of the case if anybody wants to research and send it. The time is now. We're in a rocky, rolly type of society. Come on out. Thank you, Lauren. I, I did see your email responded, actually. Yeah. Well, on that, because it, it covers both the mass lawsuit in New York City as well as Darlene. By the way, her deadline is April 1st. It's not coming that much. And I know a lot of our targets feel tired. We're scared. Well, their time is now. Staying quiet in a corner, they harm you just as much. That's true. I mean, I, nothing has changed for me. Nothing has changed. And the ones that have more to lose with the perps are the ones that parade, that mask in legitimate uh, agencies, you know, like cops and doctors and lawyers. They, you know what I mean? They have a lot to lose. So I believe they'll roll over faster than the perps that move around. It's all a network. When they start gathering them down, it'll be just like the Stasis. They'll all fall down like river rats and tell on each other. Mhm. Yeah. Um, so, if if anyone does uh, respond or send their affidavit to this, what Lauren is talking about, this um, I don't know what it is—a lawsuit, a hearing. It's called sure. the right. The hear It's a hearing. It's called. Let me get this here. Okay. So, if anyone does submit anything, that that can be become part of your evidence. So, make sure you keep. Mhm. 
If you um, speak anywhere, speak like I do at City Hall or other places, or you have complained to your police department, all of that. Exactly. But it's your evidence. Because a lot of this equipment they have, they have more than likely have gotten uh, at the hub of the National Terrorist Association, that the hub of it is New York City PD, but they go to other states. That's where it's interconnected. Hmm, interesting. Okay, I'm going to read up on it. Thank you so much, Lauren. You're welcome, and I hope you put it on the chat so everyone else can get there. You know what I mean? United, we stand together. That's right. Now, did um, Darlene, did she record last night's call when they talked about this? I believe she did, actually. I I think she did. And I'm not sure. I didn't get on right away. Yeah. Okay, this that I just opened from your email, it has to do with the power of attorney for your Mm -hmm. medical but that's not the right one. Oh, no, that was in the newsletter. Okay, so I need to try to find what you said about the New York thing. Mm. Um, I'm sending it right back to you right now in your email. Said. Okay. Okay, sending it right now. Thank you. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. All right. Um, Don, did you want to say anything else? Hello. No, that, that was it. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Did anyone want to say anything before we end? Start yes. eight. Yes. Hello. Hi. Yeah. Um. This is me again. Yeah. The, um. The guy that's from Texas. That's where my um, TI targeting began. Um. It, it began in Texas, and it, you know, followed me here because I used to work for the um, the hospital in Texas, uh, or the VA in Texas. I'm not gonna say what I uh what it is over the phone that you know, what I know, but that's they talk to me because they um they see me as a whistleblower. So uh they put out information to people throughout Houston not to be bothered with me and also to tell me and to you know, you know, follow me and, you know, do go all crazy stuff, you know. Um, and they followed me to New Orleans, which uh, originally where I'm from. And the, and the uh, young lady was saying that um, New York have them special equipment. From what I understand, um, when I went to RT, Russian Today, the um, military gave, er- I think, almost every police department and sheriff department stingrays, and not only stingrays, other equipment to monitor the civilian population. Amaland drivers have it, and um, also the um, fire departments have it. You know, they have what? So they have what? It's, it's called sting rate technology, and what that oh, does is thing? you mean they have that sting rate map, uh, weapon, the uh, the ambulance and the fire? No, they, they have. Not, I think the police cruisers have the sting rays, but the ambulances they got another version. Of it, it's not as high. The sting ray on laptop is like, what I read is like fifteen thousand, twenty thousand, and the mm-hmm. other versions of it is like seven thousand. That's the handheld. It looks like a cell phone. It's an oversized cell phone, and what that mm-hmm. can do is can also track your phone, but it's not as good as the cell the um, sting ray, because the sting ray not only can, you know, monitor your phone calls, right? It can look at your texts. It can mm-hmm. drain your battery. And it can drop mm-hmm. calls. It can drop calls. So if you talking to somebody, it can drop yep. you. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, that happens all the time with me. Oh, yeah, I, I put that out uh, about the stingray. I investigated and found that out. Um, and this is how they're 5150 people. Like they tried with me, um, they put a 5150 on me, um, and the ambulance came, and they were trying to make me look as if I was crazy talking about Operation Jade Helm last year and showing them the documents. And they put it on there, I said jihad. I said nothing about jihad. I don't trust them at all. I'd rather die yeah. on the street than get in the ambulance. Yeah. And, and you know what? I would I would not be surprised if the if the male people don't have those uh, that stingray as well because I'm surrounded yeah. by male trucks all the yeah. time. They're working with the mob, and FEMA is paying all the police all over the United States. And yeah, they're all connected. They're all getting paid from FEMA, so they're all not city, not county. Um, they are getting paid by FEMA, the federal government. So they're running police. This this now California is major police state right now. They're saying on the news, if you even go two miles an hour over the speed limit, they'll give you a ticket, any little thing, jaywalking. They'll put sting down like this weekend uh, for DUI checkpoints to catch people um, who even don't have violations. They'll make up one um, to snag money. Um, so this is bigger than than big. Um, so just be aware, but don't be afraid. But yeah, use your camera, use audio with you all the time. Very good. And, good. Uh, and make sure if you guys you can research, they're copying everything exactly how the Nazis yes, and Hitler did it. Everything. Okay, someone call my name. I'm here. Yeah, it was me. Me again. Okay, the yeah. reason why they're they copying everything Hitler done, doing is this. From when I do my research on the Internet, y'all, okay, we're the, okay, we're the guinea pigs, right? But eventually what's going to happen is uh, it's going to be millions of people going to be in the system, right? The reason why they're doing this is that, from what I understand from the economic um, sections, what's going on, that America is not going to be a first world nation no more in within the next year or two or maybe three years. Right? So from we're gonna go from first class status to second class status and maybe third world status, right? So we're gonna become like a Haiti or we're gonna become like a um like a South American country within the next three years. So what they're doing is they're trying to put all this technology up in the air in the in the neighborhoods so when things start breaking down they can monitor the population Closely, because what they're afraid of is basically people coming together and revolting against the system, right? Because we're going to have an economic upheaval, when I understand, right, my my opinion, within the next two years, when a dollar becomes basically like toilet paper. And when that happens, people are going to act a fool. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. So, and the guy from um, Texas, if you don't mind, I would like to speak to you again, maybe, you know, one-on-one, um, bro, and we can uh, wrap some more. If you don't mind giving out your number or maybe you can give it to Renata and I can get it from my lady. But that's on you, bro. Okay. That's yeah, all I have to say. That's no problem. I can uh, give it over to Renata. Okay. And I'll make sure he gets it. Um, There's a movie you guys need to see if you haven't seen it already. Let me see. I had it written down. It's called, 
and it talks about where the um, the power grid in the world goes out and how people had to fend for themselves and how they were robbing and killing and trying to, Amer- uh, it's called American Blackout. And you can find it on YouTube. Just type in American Blackout. And it talks about what can happen if the electrical grill goes out in the world, the electrical grid goes out in the world. And, I mean, it makes you think. And I, I can bet you that's exactly what would happen. I don't want to give the movie away because I want you guys to see it, but basically people are fending for themselves just to try to live. And if you have food and your neighbors don't, they're coming to get it. So I can I can definitely see the world coming to that. Hopefully not, but like the Wild Wild West again. Yeah, and then, you know, they've made all those movies recently, uh, the last couple of years. What are those movies about those kids uh, fending for themselves? What's the name of those movies? I forget the name of those movies, but they're showing a lot of movies about kids having to fend for themselves. Yeah. You're talking about latchkey kids? No. um, What's those movies? Ask my children. Hold on. It's been a whole series of them, actually. She's talking about the maze. The what? The maze, like the um, the um, um, fight. What's the movie with the woman with the bow and arrow? Yeah. Hunger Games. Huh? Hunger Games. Hunger Games. Hunger Hunger Games. There you go. There you go. Hunger Games. Oh, you're talking about reality shows. No, we're talking about movies. Or the survivors. No, these are these have come to the movies, um, Hunger Games. Those are basically about uh families uh being separated and turning on one another and the children having to fend for themselves. Survival of but the they fittest. All, I noticed in those movies they always separate the families. I wanted to ask you all, uh if you all uh, of course, um, I don't think he's on the call, but he talk, he talks quite a bit about uh, some of the more technological aspects of the targeting. We all were talking a little while ago about various elements of this, and uh, and I think uh, a lot of us know Brian too, and he talks about the uh, what uh, these evoked potentials. And the predictive programming, and that's that's what I see that a lot of this is about, is that they're using this technology, and essentially, kind of goes back to you know even like what you're talking about about the Hunger Games there, but essentially what they're doing is or what they've done they've taken a small segment of society, you know which is the targets, okay, and they've created uh, out of them they have made them the prey. Okay, in other words, we're the we're the hare or or the rabbit in the dog chase or the or the fox in the in the dog hunt. Okay, and then what and and what they do is then they take the rest of the population, okay, whoever will cooperate and essentially, you know, they have declared us well basically terrorist, okay, but you know, uh you know, disenfranchised or what have you. And then what they're able to do is 
they have they have set up you know what uh what what to the the population at large appears to be an adversary or there again a, a prey okay and of course they're buying into this of course they use the slander and all of that but what they're able to do out of that with the mind control and all of this is they're able to see how well they can manipulate the population to uh, attack someone else. And, you know, this is just a large Milgram experiment. Have you all ever done much research on the Milgram experiment? Yeah, that's what this is. This is, this is, a, this is a global Milgram experiment to see how many people will step in that little laboratory, okay, and push that button to shock or torture uh, a complete um, stranger in another room to see how many people, uh, you know, have have the the uh, intellectual uh, integrity or what ha- what have you or spiritual integrity to either say no, I can see that this is wrong. Why in the world would I do this? Or on the other hand, which is the majority of the population, those will say, "Okay, yeah, you know, I'll just go along. I'll just go along with the crowd." So that's that's kind of the way that I see it. But Brian too, I like I, I like I like listening to Brian too, and uh, I think he has really good um, insight on the technology and the dynamics of this. Uh, you know, on the more scientific and technological level. So uh, anyway, my, yeah, mic's open. Thanks too. And he said, "Is you have a channel on our YouTube channel?" Okay, I see something on CNN that says Pakistan Taliban attack uh, on Easter targets Christians. Sixty-seven people were killed. That's terrible. What is wrong with these people? And most of these people were trained over here in the U.S. Terrible. Yes, it is. You know, I think with the Milgram experiment, I think most of us, I think just about any type of individual, are people that would not. We can't hear you. You sound muffled. Sorry, Ron. I hear a speaker. I'm okay. Uh, Yeah, the Milgram experiment. Um, I think most, if not all, targeted individuals, at least the ones you hear on the web, are the ones who would not like want to shock the person in the other room, let alone shock them to death. I think just about every one of us would not, you know, press that button. I really think that's one of the reasons we're in this program. I also believe one of the reasons we're in this program, if I finally figured out this much, I could be off a bit. But you know how everything is so tightly controlled in the world? I mean, everything. The media is controlled, um, army, police, business food production, everything's under such tight control, people under tight control in uh, colleges, universities, schools, because you see the common core, but it's been that way for a while, like the Prussian School of Education. The point is, very, very little free thinking, creativity is encouraged. People become like morally inclined, they're trying to make them like to turn to the darker side, like the satanic side, between music and movies and all that. The point is, I, like I was saying with before with targets, I think we're like one of the possible random factors in the world. And whatever powers that shouldn't be or like in this, you know, behind everything, uh, they don't want any kind of 
you got you know, with all these things, all these hoaxes going on, all the wars, they've been pretty much all of them planned way ahead of time, some like possibly decades ahead of time, depending on what you want to believe. But so it just stands to reason the targets, if we represent a possible random element, um, they won't tolerate any possible randomness or chaos, so to speak, in their plans. Not that any of us could pose a threat. I'm just saying, and and they just don't want people that have the conscience either. That goes without saying. Pardon me, but this is a combination of evil and control. Um, they just need to control people that much. And the evil part, of course, comes out uh, comes with like what they do to us. And I believe they're making some kind of money entertainment-wise in the human trafficking aspect. But I think most of this is control because everyone's controlled. Everyone. Very, very strong, tight, strict control over absolutely everyone. But uh, back to the Mogram thing, I don't think any of us, I mean, even in my purpose, I just want them to disappear to go somewhere. I don't think I could press a button to electrocute any of them. And that's what makes us different. I'm not saying I have a halo, like I like to say over my head. I'm just saying we're of that character. We have enough character. We couldn't do that kind of stuff. Most of us, I'm guessing. Can I interject one thing? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Um, you're right. I 100% agree with, with what you said. And everybody's brought something really great to the table that's positive. Um, and it's the way that we we have to change our attitude and our view of death. Um, and I love the guy from Louisiana um, who was talking. And, you know, Renata, if you um, can get from Greg or Cindy, who knows Lauren, uh, my number uh, to him, um, because I have to be very careful now because I've been stalked. Um, and I won't say who, but it's on this line. Um, but anyway, um, I wanted to you've share been stalked, the wait, way. Wait, hold on, you've been wait, wait, hold on. You've been stalked on this line. You've been harassed. Yes, yes, yes. There's oh, two individuals sorry. on on this line. But I'll just leave it at that. Well, I'm well, not going to dwell on it. Wait, I'm not going to name names. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Please send me an email and tell me more because I just need to be in tune with these kind of things. And if you don't want to name who. I, I will name who. I actually sent it to Greg, so he'll send it to you because I don't have the email access. Um, okay. So I gave it to Greg in Missouri, so he's going to send it to you. Um, okay, but I just want to say we have to look at death in a different way. Death is actually the beginning of life. Um, like in Louisiana, I said, I want them to have a party when I die because then my our suffering is over. We've done our job. Only God knows the day that how we go and when we go. We focus too much on death rather than life is, death is a celebration in Louisiana where they have a party. You know, we are then with our Heavenly Father and with all of our loved ones and our pets and everyone who passed over. So whenever well, we know well, where to well, go, well, we shouldn't me, fear wait, it. Wait, excuse me, excuse me. Let me clarify something. Um, okay. Um, everlasting life with the Heavenly mm-hmm. Father is not guaranteed. It is only to the Christians who believe and who have served right. the Lord, who have exactly. accepted him as their Lord and Savior. So it's not right. automatic. You make us, it sound like yes. it's automatic. It's not automatic. No, it's not. It's not. For those of us who believe and give our life, uh, if they want to cut off our heads or whatever, we will not renounce our faith no matter what they do. I will not ever. I, I will fight for others. I will give my life for others. I will let them come and torture me, but I will not take the mark of the beast. I will not renounce my faith. And 
uh, I will say thank you before they cut off my head. They'll say, you're just sending me my spirit. You're releasing my body and my spirit from my body. And um, thank you. Yeah, it is very important. It's just a way of changing. Don't allow the fear. Just let them know that, you know, you're just releasing me. My my true soul and spirit from my body might have to be with my heavenly Father, and you know this in your religion, but you don't practice it. So that's what separates us. And I pray even for you, um, you know that you get a wake up call that even you, um, God speaks to you in some way. Yes. Can I, can I make a comment real quick, please, on fear and death? Um, yep. Thanks. It just just occurred to me recently, and I didn't come up with this, that because the perps, I hate using that term too, tired of it, but because these things, these creatures, the perps, whatever, um, have such have been in our lives for so long, and because they do induce the fear frequencies in us so much when we see them and all that, you know, the condition us. Um, the thing is this, and I'm not trying to rationalize anyone. Uh, I'm trying to like, the point is anyone can die from anything um, anywhere, anytime, basically. I mean, not that a baby's going to come along and, like, attack you and kill you, but, like, the point is we give the perps special significance because mm-hmm. of the conditioning we've undergone. So you go somewhere and, like, you see these morons, as James would call them, and, like, uh, they seem special because of the conditioning, because of the microwave hearing. They got us looking and pay attention to them, look at them and all that. But it comes down to, like, um, the fact that, like, and I'm not talking tough and I'm not talking negative, I'm just saying uh, they, this part of the condition. Any of us, anybody, perp or uh, target anyone, could die of anything or get hurt by anything, anyone, anywhere, anytime. This is this part of the invisible fence, like a dog, the kind they have for dogs, or like the, um, what do you call it, virtual prison they create. Like, you can go anywhere, Renata said. No one is, I don't know if you said like this, Renata, no one's putting a gun on you, so you can't go here or there. It's the psychological tactics, of course, reinforced with the subliminal programming. And, so if we can get in the mindset in which we see these people, it just is not a threat. I mean, it's, again, anyone could die from anything, anywhere, anytime. The point is to see these people, it's just people. We have to decondition ourselves somehow. And to add to that is like, um, you know, like I don't condone what these people do, obviously. Like we're not even mentioned like with forgiveness, you do it for your sake, our sake, not theirs or anyone who's transgressive against you. So I'm trying to get to the point 100% where I just see them as doing a job. I know they're low-life scumbags. I know they're filled for the garbage, but I'm not full of hate anymore. I'm not at the point of forgiveness either. Ever, but I because... Like these people. Huh? Hello? But when, I'm just saying real quick, when you can get to the point where you see what these people, and you feel it and you believe it, what they're doing is a job, and you don't take it as personal, it'll make dealing with this crap a lot easier. I know this. I'm positive. Yeah. But they want to Yay. keep us in an area where we make them so important. Yea, though I walk through the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. The woman who had that Bible in her hands in Katrina, uh, Psalm 91, you know, um, she went out with a smile. So, you know, she was 90-some years old, and I, I really, that really got my heart, and that made me realize I have to change my attitude. Um, not my latitude, not my longitude. I have to change my attitude towards death. So, 
Okay, did anyone else have anything to say? We're going to be here not too much longer. Anybody? Okay, well, I will read a bit of encouragement to you guys from the Daily Motivator. Hang on one second. Let me pull it up. Yeah, yeah, uh, Miss uh, Ren- Renata. Yes, go right ahead. Yeah, I also want to say um, that we have a well, a, a celebrity is being targeted now, and it's becoming obvious. And you uh, go by the name of Cat Williams. You know, he had the incident when he got into it that um, young kid, but he been I'm- getting through it, you know, for the past what five years with the law enforcement. And whatnot, but now, you know, I talked to Brother uh, West Wesley about it. Mm-hmm. I said, if you ever come across that guy, like in, you know, Atlanta, you know, you know, try to talk to him, try to give him some websites where he can go to, where he can understand what's going on. That they profiled him, and they get him to react now, you know, because he's a person with heart. And he told the truth one day on stage about, like, 10 years ago. And ever since then, it's like he's been getting harassed, you know. I mean, it's just terrible. not just him. Yeah, it's just not him, but it happened to that guy for Creed, the lead singer from Creed. It happened to him because he was a Christian, you know. I, I, mm-hmm. I feel to believe a true Christian. And he got into it with the wrong people behind his money, and next thing you know, Credit card start start getting cut off. He was saying on this was on YouTube. He was saying he was speaking to people about, you know, taking money out the bank. Then when he called back to the bank, when he called the bank again, they act like they didn't speak to him. You know the same stuff we go through. So mm-hmm. you know, it'd be good to get some celebrities on our side too. So that's all I have to say. I know there used to be some. I think it was probably before my time, but I remember people saying that um, Dorothy Lay from from the Frito Lay family that she would used to come to the FFCHS calls, and they said Ray Charles Jr. was targeted, and he used to come to the calls. But I think they were both before my time, so I never heard them on the calls. Hmm. But there are hmm. more. There are plenty more. The, um, celebrities that are targeted. It would be nice if they came out to help. I know uh, Roseanne Barr, she's on Twitter a lot, and she talks about MK Ultra a lot. But I don't know if anyone has ever reached out to her. Hmm. Well, t- all the TIs on the phone, you know, if y'all ever come across a celebrity, you know, that you know about being targeted, please, t- please talk to them. Please give them the fights to go to things of that nature because we need as much help as possible, you know. So it's like we're the front line defense for humanity. When the Occupy movement was big here in Oakland, uh, yeah. we saw Danny Danny Glover and Michael Moore and another TI and I, we tried to talk to Danny Glover and he like brushed us off. He said he abruptly said I don't get involved in government conspiracies. And he just walked away, and we're like, it's not a government conspiracy, but he didn't want to hear it. And Michael Moore didn't either. And they're part of Scientology. The Scientology, most of Hollywood is Scientology. 
That's true. Or or that whatever that Kabbalah. Roseanne Barr was too. She was Scientologist. Um, Maybe she's changed. Who? Roseanne Barr was a Scientologist and very out about that, but maybe she's changed. Okay. Hmm. This program is like a really, really, really big open secret, meaning a lot of people, a lot of like um, venues are parts, you know, like for example, um, people in politics, from your local councilmen to your like uh, county um, representatives, your state representatives and federal. I guarantee they all know about this program. Obviously, like a lot of the police, most of them know about it. The military knows about it, at least some. Actually, I forgot that's a sector, of course, where people get, like, a perk in the Army. But um, it's like uh, teachers, universities, colleges, um, they know about it, high schools, a lot of them know about it. I mean, like, no. I'm going to tell you who could really benefit us is the people who were part of the uh, the uh, church committee, the people who exposed this to the church committee during the COINTELPRO days. I often wonder why none of them, they all can't be dead, so I often wonder why none of them come back to give us some insight or share something, you know. Um, but I was told that many of them accepted a um, a deal and they signed a non-disclosure agreement. Have you guys ever wondered why they don't come back and help us? The Good people point. from COINTELPRO, remember they got it exposed to the church committee? Testified and everything. I saw some of them. Right. What, what I, about, I was told that they received settlements, that some of them received settlements and they signed documents saying that they would not, you know, discuss this. That's something I wouldn't do. I would not do. Here, here, here's but a question I, after you went on. Sorry. Hold on, Scott. I was just thinking that they could give us insight into the steps they took to get it exposed. Now, I know that they, they stole documents. FBI documents, and that that should never happen. But still, they how did they get it all the way to the Senate like they did? They could help us a lot, but I don't know why they don't. I know they wrote a book, but I don't think they gave details like that. They lose their tax-exempt status. They lose what status? They lose tax-exempt status. If what? They were coming after them. Uh, if they didn't sign documents, then they were going into Houston, into churches, synagogues, whatever, um, taking sermons. And you can look into Glenn Beck and the Blaze that talks about all this stuff about a year or two ago, that um, they had tax-exempt status for all these years. But some of them have used it, and the government went after them and said, you know, now you're going to pay up. You mean you the individuals? This. The individuals had that? No, uh, the church, the church as a whole, you know, oh, like the five hundred one c would get tax exempt status. No, it wasn't a church. It was the it's guy. The senator. Frank, his yeah, the senator's name was Frank Church, so they titled oh. it the Church Committee. But I'm I'm wondering what's keeping okay. the individuals from coming out, exposing what they know. Legal, lawyers, lawsuits. Well, I mean, for I, what? I, if I they were victims, why would they get sued? Yeah, but most of the time, it's like Anything. Danny, it's like just like Danny Glover there, you were talking about Renata. You know, I mean, the the reason most of these people they are very uh, quick to dismiss this or essentially 
have some excuse why they don't want to get involved or say something like, well, you know, they say it's a conspiracy is because they know well, they, they know good and well what it is. They're involved in it. And many of the, many, uh, you know, many of the actors and actresses that, uh, you know, essentially they won't take uh, negative roles or, or something that they, they feel like is, you know, undignified or, uh, you know, would reflect on their character. They become targeted, and a lot of these, a lot of these actors and actresses, you know, they become a part of this network. I have a question. Um, those are good points, Keith. I have a question for you guys. Like, you know, the Stasi, um, East Berlin, you know, like um, it was basically gang slugging without as much high tech as we have now. How come you don't see anything on YouTube or much on the web, like written stuff in a way of like people that like were like targeted individuals, for one of a better word, they could come forth and, like, I guarantee some of these people move from, like, East Germany to the U.S. and could tell the story. I mean, I'm sure they could plenty of them speak English. You know, I'm just saying, you don't see anything of that. You don't see any former uh, people that work for the Stasi that found their conscience when everything was over. I mean, supposedly people that work for the Stasi, like, got, like, a similar job after the war ended because they didn't stop, like, uh, gang stalking, whatever you want to call it. Uh, there was a fancy word, Zersen's on, whatever. Um, in East Germany, pardon me, like former communist Germany, they didn't stop that stuff. It's still going on. And um, the point is, you, you mentioned the church, uh, people that testified the church committee, but uh, you, you just wonder, like, how, there's like thousands and thousands of people that could, like, talk about, like, what the statue was like and compare, like, gang stalking now. And, like, I, I mean, statistically speaking, there's some people that were persecuted on the Stasi, uh, like, in other words, like, turned on by family and friends and business people, just like, just like we're going through this crap. You think some of these people, like actually statistically speaking, came over to the U.S. and got gang stalked too, or other parts of the world? Because it is everywhere. So there's nothing from that. You, you don't. I mean, like nothing from people that like uh, went through the Stasi, either former employees or like people that went through it. And another thing is, Homeland Security that I know of hired at least one, maybe two people that were high up in the Stasi, like helped design how to like you know persecute people. And I had no idea the Stasi was as much, but. The gang stalking, like we call it, is is very very. It's it's basically descended from the Stasi, like the thing where like you walk outside the cars idling and it just takes off the color like stuff, the coughing. I mean, it, it's literally what we're going through is the Stasi, of course, is super super high tech. But uh, another thing I just want to throw out for you guys to think about. I mean, I thought about this in my own like Renata's mentioned is how they keep us strategically separated. I live in Buffalo, New York. It's, it's a crappy city, but besides the point. I, I guarantee you, this is a city, say, half a million people. There can't, I can't be one of maybe 100, like, targeted individuals because my perps are very, 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 the dumbest hell, but they're very well experienced. They've had a lot of training. I guarantee, I mean, I have six households on my street that do uh, have perp me on and off. I guarantee there are a couple thousand targeted individuals in Buffalo alone. They just, between the mind control and how they coordinate and control everyone, there are way, way, way more of us than we think. Renata should be able to go to these police review boards, whatever she does, with like a couple dozen targets. I mean, like, I, it's just amazing. The people you see on the web that are targeted individuals and the forums and the, and the blogs and the websites and the talk show, blog talk, all these other places, we're a fraction of a fraction of the real targets that are in the U.S. and across the world, like I'm telling you. We're that separate. And a lot of people don't even know the targets. So there, there, this is an epidemic. You can tell it's growing. There's more targets coming on YouTube, for example, but they're a fraction of a fraction. It's like the tip of the iceberg. It's like the way they target us 
Aldous said it beautifully. It's like behind the scenes of a movie. There's so much that goes on behind the scenes we're not even aware of. But um, yeah, there's way, way more of us than you think. Every time you, you pass a big college, university, or hospital, or business, whatever, or a mall, whatever, you look in the place, pass by, you, you guarantee in a closed environment people are getting perfed. I know it. I mean, I just it's it's unbelievable the way they keep us separated. It's disgusting. Hello? I'm here. I, I okay, you yeah, know, I just I went on a little rant because I just uh, I recently like uh, reached out to two targets in my area. I can't see names, obviously, the Buffalo area, and I was like pulling teeth, uh, like meeting some, and there's so many out there. I know it. I, I mean, it's just common sense. These, like, uh, like I always talk about my gym. I get perp there. My perps, their IQs are like like in the single digits. They're like dummies, but they are very very good at what they do. Another thing I noticed, by the way, um, I, I know this is a little out there. Again, they're dumb as hell, and they have to make a lot of coordinated moves while I'm at the gym. Sometimes I'm working out as long as two and a half, three hours. And the thing is, um, I know they're getting some kind of feed through headphones or like even like a little inner ear thing. I'm telling you, like, because again, these are dumb people. But uh, like the perps on the street, though, when they're not perping me, they're doing it to other people. They're not going to waste resources. There's way, way more of us than we can imagine. In fact, when Dr. Phil, he's done the least, like he did Matt Barash, he did this guy that heard voices, he did a lady, I think. I think he's about three, maybe four targeted individuals on Dr. Phil. Um, you just wonder how many people watch that and say, oh, that sounds like my life. But um, it, it just, it's terrible. There's so, so many out there. So I'm going to start looking on Facebook pages. Maybe I'll like, find more from my area that way. Facebook, and there's so many, so much social media I want to start checking into like MySpace, Twitter, and uh, Google+. I'm not too good at that stuff as far as, like, that part of, like, uh, the social media part. But it, it it's useful. It's essential, actually, for this stuff. But, um, I'm not good at that either. I do not keep up with social media. Half of it I don't know how to use. I do know how to use um, uh, Facebook a little bit, Twitter a little bit. But those other ones, I really don't know. Oh, stay away. Yeah, that's why I haven't even taken the time to figure them out because I know they're just a big FBI trap. Yeah, you know, I, I agree a thousand percent, Renata. The only reason, um, the only reason I would be for social media is to, like, reach out to other TIs and network. That's the only possible reason. I mean, like, I stopped doing Facebook years ago because it was petty. People, like, people would type in, like, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to the bathroom, I'm walking outside, um, I'm walking across the street. I recently even found out, not to get off topic, but I'm saying, you know, like uh, people like uh, use the selfies, the selfie sticks to take the things. I didn't even know what it was until about a year ago. It's, they've actually had fatal accidents, like crossing the street. It's not funny, but it, it's crazy. People using those, like, selfie sticks with their uh, uh, camera phones, um, you know, taking their stuff. They get into accidents. They've gotten into accidents and fatalities in some cases. It's horrible. It's, it's crazy. It's a narcissistic culture. Like um, It's like all me and ego. And by the way, that goes to the satanic kind of stuff. I never thought I'd say this stuff. I used to be an atheist, and I believe in God in the spiritual, non-scriptural sense. Not, no disrespect to scripture at all. I just It's like someone's telling me what to do. But you know what? You have to have an open mind about life and the world. There's so much we're not aware of. So, I mean, I never would have like, imagined that people could read your mind. Like a couple of years ago, I would say that science fiction. Now, it's just like normal life. So... There has to be some kind of demonic thing, a devil, Lucifer, whatever you want to say behind this stuff. There has to be. 
Because what they're doing with us is everything opposite. They're turning, trying to turn innocent people, make them feel like criminals. It's, I've mentioned this in my own thing. I don't call it. They try to, like, take the, the same person, make them feel they're crazy. I mean, everything's opposite. It just seems that way. This is, so this is just an extension of the uh, New World Order. I, it's the Old World Order because they've had, like, absolute control of the entire world for a long, long time. A long time. It's just a matter of making an official declaration, I guess. Well, they're very close to total control now. Now, they've been taking steps towards the New World Order for a long time, but now they're almost where they want to be. How do you mean in that way? Because I just, I figured it's like a With the whole total control. Like total control. They they don't have quite total control yet. Yeah. And worldwide. Yeah, and to that note, what they do, uh, I don't know if y'all noticed it, but they have people, they have people in the post office, but they also have people uh, taking your trash that are all perps. And if you think about that, that's all related to the prison system, right? In the prison, yeah, they check your mail, they check your trash, and if they can see all that, they know what's going on in your house, pretty much. And that's that's all about control. And I, I think they do that, a lot of that in the um, beginning stages. They probably continue to do it throughout your targeting experience, but more so in the beginning when you're unaware. Right, and you're yeah. just You know, you're not taking any precautions to uh, safety net anything. Point. You're just throwing your trash away like any normal person would, and that's when they're going into all your personal business and find, uh, information gathering and finding out things about you. That's and also, yeah. that is when that is the period when you are unsuspecting. Um, that's the period when they uh, gather information on your friends and relatives so that they can later bribe them. They don't necessarily oh. contact them at that time, but they're gathering right. information. And then that's and that whole observation that. period where they're really observing who they will easily be able to compromise and who they will not and what they can hold over their head. Maybe someone hasn't paid their taxes or have some dark past or something that they can later bribe them with. They do yeah. all of that during the observation period. Yeah. When you are totally unsuspecting of anything going on. This is this is like kind of like flying on a way a sick fight. Um, before I knew I was a target, about 10 or 11 years ago, garbage truck came down the street and it's just so I could see it too. I mean like they come down the street, they skip all these like houses like with the garbage all the way down the street up towards the end of my street, right? And they only picked up my garbage and then they like left. And like I wondered, oh, they're investigating me. I swear to God, that's what I thought. So it's hilarious the stuff I do. They had a garbage truck. They picked up nothing. I watched it. I mean like I saw most of the street it's coming down. It only took garbage in front of my house. <laughs> it just went on. I figure, like, uh, I, right away, I got the subliminal or whatever it was. They're gathering evidence and all that. But I really, I with get, all I the get the garbage people, but I, and I've been getting the um, the mail trucks from the beginning. But Lord have mercy, have they amped up the mail trucks? They're like little antiroaches all all around me, all the time, all yeah. the time. I'm like, what is what is going on? I've never I'm done a mail truck, Renata. Oh my goodness! I get the male men, the male women, and the male trucks. I get them inside the trucks and outside the trucks. They love to harass me with the male people all of a sudden. But yeah, okay. all of a sudden, introduce a trigger. Pardon me. Well, 
they've actually been in my targeting from the beginning, so it, it really doesn't trigger me because they've been in a picture for quite some time. They just have been amping them up more lately. Yeah, and let me tell you guys about the good sisters at church. You know, I call the the church the perp church people good sisters. So the good sisters, so everything was going okay at Sunday um, Easter service today. So we get ready to leave, and the good sister behind me sticks her hand out to shake my hand. That's their latest perp tactic with me. Everybody wants to shake my hand. I don't care where I am. People want to shake my hand at totally inappropriate times. People just, hey, how you doing? They want to shake my hand. Okay, so that's that's one of their latest <laughs> tactics with me. So the good sister reaches out to shake my hand at the end of the service, so I shake her hand, and she tries to break my hand. Mm-hmm. And she did the same thing to the rest of the family. She tried to break our hands, basically. I'm like, Lord, when does this end? These devils are in the sanctuary. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they're everywhere. It's terrible. Can I say something right quick? Yes. Okay, you're right. It followed me to the church also. But at the same time, it was a mixed blessing. I came across some true Christians. It didn't really matter, you know, what was going around me. I wish I would have kept okay. their phone number, you know what I'm saying? And also, yeah. when I started, uh, when I started going to yogaism, practicing yogaism, I went to um, Tennessee. It took a day before I arrived, right? Like, the first day was all peaceful. The next day, follow me. And next thing you know, it just, it just, it's like majority of people there just became rude to me. Start doing, you know, game stalking tactics towards me and stuff like that, right? I'm saying, all right, all right. Now, it wasn't everybody, you know, and some people came and say, man, look, you know, if you want to stay here, you can stay here. And, you, you know, you meditate every day. And you get as one with yourself with the creator, and everything will be all right. And I remember I spoke to one woman that worked there. She was like a yoga instructor. She said, Tyree, you know, because I, I told her about what I was going through, how I was being harassed. She said, Tyree, when you came here, you came here looking for heaven, heaven. But heaven is not here, even though this is sanctuary. You know, people here also make mistakes. You know, you got to find heaven inside yourself, you know. So don't worry about the other things that was going on because you got people here that got, she told me you got people here that got cancers, AIDS, and all type of diseases, and they got to deal with their problems. Don't think that you're so special. So, you know, basically she was just trying to, you know, inform me. It's like, you know, yeah, you got a problem that you're experiencing, but at the same time, you got to focus on yourself, meditate, and once you start meditating and and, and, and and just leave this situation, this this uh, life alone, and get in tune with yourself. Then, you know, you won't even think of it no more. You know, and she was right. She was right. You know, she came from a spiritual point of view. She wasn't a Christian. She was like, um, I'm not gonna say Hindu. Is is a form of um, yogaism called? Um, excuse me. It's called Isha, Iyasha, um, Kriya yogaism, and you just. Meditate all day. You do your own exercises, and before you know it, you become like detached from reality. So, no matter what a person does to you, it won't affect you. But it takes a long time. I'm talking about a long time to get to that point. You know. So, um, yeah, that's all I have to say on that. 
I change your frequency, you can uh, deal with this stuff. Uh, it helps a bit, at least a bit. In other words, like uh, meditation, that's one of the reasons I do it because over time it's helped me calm down. I don't get angry as fast or as intensely as I used to. And I just, uh, it makes a huge difference. Journaling all this stuff, working on yourself, getting to know yourself as much as possible. And I don't have it down pat far, far from it. They still get me here and there, catch me off guard. Mm-hmm. But it makes it easier. For example, when you know yourself better, you know, to know, like, if you get angry uh, like for no reason or, like, fear of no reason or intrusive thoughts, it's them. And I'm not sure. I'm, get, I'm not giving them power. I'm giving their technology power. Um, that, that's all. That. I mean, the technology is just that. And right now, I'm just going to, like, pretend that I'm chipped. I'll, that's what I'm going to use. Just when I talk about stuff, there's, like, three basic ways, supposedly, they can do this crap with us. One, we're chipped. Two, we have, like, uh, it's, everyone has, like, nanobots you know, from like chemtrails or something like that. And three, maybe they just beam something directly like into our head, like using microwaves, like based on our DNA frequency. I don't know. Those are the three main things. And like people say, oh, it's a satellite. See what we're going to do. And they read some vocalizations. and don't read the mind. In other words, every time you think of something, you know, some vocalizations, your vocal cords vibrate a certain way. They can read that. You know, they can read the thoughts. I've had, if they can do the vivid dreams and all the crap I've had, a lot of us have. By the way, I just want to throw this out to you guys, like just an idea for you to mull over. Everything they've done to you, all the tech you sitting on to you, they are doing to someone else right now, somewhere in the U.S., Canada, across the world. We're special, but we're not that special as far as the tech. Well, you so, know what, Scott? For some, for some reason, it really helps to know that. It really, truly does. And that's why I thank all of you, because it, it really helps for me to know that I'm not the only one going through this and that I'm not alone in this struggle, you know, and this, this persecution. Not that I'm happy it's, hap- it's happening to anyone else, but it's just something about knowing. Because before we really knew that we were put in a program, I don't know about you all, but I truly thought I was the only person in the world going through this. Yeah. I really yeah. did. I didn't know. Of course, I didn't have a name for it. I had never heard of it. I didn't know anybody else. I never read it anywhere. So I thought I was the only one in this entire world going through it. So it really helped to know that there are other people um, that are experiencing what you're experiencing. And that's why I love the call. Mm-hmm. Yes, me too. Thank you. This too. song that's on right now, it's called um, Keep Fighting the Good Fight. It's on K-Love or K-Wave or whatever Christian station you have there. Um, yeah, keep putting, fighting the good fight. So we're not to sit down and just lay down and, and die and, and take it, but um, we're to fight the good fight, but when the Lord says, you know, it's calling you home and you know he's putting that in your heart, it's time, then uh, you surrender. Well, you surrender every day to him, but not to the enemy. No, they're, yeah, they're not. They really try to make it look like there are gods. I said this myself yesterday. I mean, the point is, just to throw this, another thing at you guys, yeah, for one thing, yeah, all the tactics they've done to us, they're doing, like, sadly enough, they each you guys, what they've done to each you with variations, but the same basic stuff they're doing to thousands and have done and are doing to thousands of other people, sadly, will be doing. Like, uh, I'm, I'm telling you, like, uh, every time you pass a college, you just figure this. You can figure it out, like, common sense. Uh, there's at least, like, five, ten, say, uh, like, a campus with, like, say, 10,000 people. There's at least a dozen people getting targeted there. It's It's everywhere. And, the and that's why are like our, our energy, our prayer is power. It is power. And, and especially we are, we have the masses here. If we all come together, 
separately, alone in your room, um, whatever. Power is prayer. Prayer is power against the enemy. And prayer, God will move on those miracles when you're specific uh, or even general. Look for miracles because they're around. You just have to look harder. You know, I, I agree with you on that. And I, another thing, like, and like, I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'd love to be religious scripturally, but I, my mind won't work that way. But I believe in God in 90%. Yeah, and like that's fine. Like, humanity, uh, your, your humanity, well, you know. We all don't know what we don't know yet. And we'd be God if we did. And I don't claim to know everything. And I don't disagree with other religions because as long as you believe in something higher than yourself, even though I'm a Christian, I'm not. it's not my job to judge. And... I got cornered when I was engaged by a Pakistani guy who <laughs> didn't know his head from, you know, what you didn't know if he was Buddhist, uh, his dad was Muslim. You know, so that was a trial for me to overcome, you know, the very thing that I struggled against. But unequally yoked, I, I, I had to step away after two years. Um, and it's like, you know, it, this is not me judging you. This is me judging me that God's showing me a different path and it's not, it, it's just different. You know, you find your path, but I'm on a path and I'm not sure where it's leading exactly. But I to to grow, I need to hurt and go through all this pain. Um, and I don't wish that on you or anyone, you know, you know, just good luck and, you know, uh, goodbye, you know, um, best of everything. You know, pardon me, on the subject of, like, you know, God and religion on that, do you guys want to comment on you? I've noticed in the case of my purpose over time, seriously, and, and I'm a guy that, like, believes demons probably exist, but I don't believe in them per se. I just, this is the way my mind works. I respect those that believe in it. My point is this. Have you noticed your purpose, like, getting darker over time, more like evil, because they're, like, addicted to, like, that, uh, all the call of dark ecstasy, the adrenaline, the power trip, and just literally becoming darker. I, I don't want to feel as though I'm reading into this stuff. And I'm not saying they're top the the towers. Every last one that does this is a coward. But they seem to be coming darker in nature, just more evil. Like this is more natural to them in other words what they're doing. You guys notice this at all? Well we I think I still I, I disagree with some PIs. Um I think these people who I'm looking at on my block, right? Because some of them was my neighbors need to speak to me some years ago, and now they became perps. I mean, sound of, you know, they call lights in my face, turn the car in the middle of the streets. I really think that they're being misled. You have some good people on this planet, but they, they can be misled too if they don't know the full circumstances of it. Then they, if you mix in some of the professional perps, right, that have problems mentally, Right, then yeah. I can say, yeah, I can say, well, yeah, that's the one that got the, you know, dark spirit, you know, got the, you know, me messed up in the head. But, you know, I'm being hit from all levels, you know. I'm being hit from professional perks and also good people that's being manipulated, you know. Yeah. And, I, yeah. and it's hard for me to, to, to determine who's the professional perk and who's the good person that's being misled. You know, so it's like they all—it's almost like they're all the same. That's a good point. I just thought, 
in my case, I'm, I'm able to tell much better, like, like who are the paid, if we talk about paid trained perpetrators, I can tell them, like, almost always. But with the smear campaign, first of all, I recently spoke to a pretty well-educated target that said, how do you know they're really doing a smear campaign? <laughs> Guy's smart, but I just, uh, you know, I said, it, it's obvious. You know, I mean, like, and some of it is mind control. There are days I've talked to people, like I see during the week, like in stores and all that, and they just treat me a certain way, super nice. There's other days they look at me like I'm something like scraped off the shoe, pardon me for being crude. So some of it's mind right. control, but they, they can alter the way other people behave. That's why you wonder, like, how people can be controlled so easily. Microwave towers, squint towers, I don't know. But they alter our perceptions. They can make you feel like uh, more self-conscious, paranoid. Again, I'm not giving these people credit, but according to, like, the frequency thing, they can basically induce any emotion. It's not complicated. I mean, we're very, very, very low frequency. The human brain is, I forgot what frequency, like around the human resonance, 7.83 hertz. And, like, they have equipment, they have technology goes into terahertz, trillions of, like, uh, cycles a second, whatever it is. Just, so, like, that's why I try to remind, I try to remind myself, da- I do remind myself daily that I am under intense mind control of some kind. And, like, uh, by doing, I try to slow down, I try to be more mindful, and they still catch me off guard here and there. But you know what? When I get quote-unquote caught off guard, if you want to call that, I don't get down on myself anymore at all. It's not like, like you know how you could say the devil made me do it, people could say, well, the perps made me stub my toe, the perps made me like, do this or that. They're not responsible for everything. They want to make it look like they're our gods, like I said before. But by reminding yourself that some of the ways we perceive and react to things and the thoughts we have, it's not them. I mean, it's not us. It is them a lot of times with their technologies. That's what I want to throw in without monopolizing everything. I just want to say, like, I know it's like, and I'm not the first to come up with this, I'm sure, but you guys are familiar with abusive relationships, we'll say uh, the typical abusive boyfriend or husband, and, like, they play mental games. They, You know, I covered my own show yesterday, like, gaslighting, and, like, a throw bone would be nice here and there to, like, the person they're abusing. And basically that's what's happening with the perpetrators. They isolate us, they, they gaslight us, they, they like, uh, act nice here and there, some of them. You know, the mind games of every, every conceivable kind. So we're basically in an abusive relationship. We don't have to be the victims, you know. In fact, like the victim mentality is uh, destructive, of course, self-destructive. But technically, Nigel had to straighten me on this. We're all victims of a crime. We're victims of a crime, but no victim mentality, I'm sure, most of us. And, like, uh, I used to, like, feel bad about, like, what I've lost and what, but Renata said it beautifully. There's a billion things you're grateful for, ungrateful for to complain about. I'm paraphrasing here, Renata. There's a trillion things to be grateful for. And it's not like not like you're clouding your mind, you're deluding or lying to yourself, but you just have to look for the things that are positive as possible, and you have to try to constantly like improve yourself and just work and on yourself. And as far as us being victims of a crime, we're victims of many of multiple crimes. Actually. <laughs> yeah. Depending on I how mean, you like, target it. Oh, there's this breaks so many laws. I mean, it blows my mind away. It does. And they are ter- actually the domestic terrorists. They are the. They should be charged with, uh, 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 with, with direct domestic terrorism. They really should. Yeah. Exactly. Conspiracy against rights, uh, cyber stalking, stalking, street terrorism, terrorism itself. Um, oh my see, goodness. Cyber bullying. Oh, Assault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Assault. Yes. Um, oh, invasion of privacy. <laughs> Just, it, the list it goes on and can on. get very long, really. Treason. Yeah, of course. Crime against their country, our country. 
Everything they accuse us, that's what they should be charged with. Really, and it's 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 unbelievable. Like, um, they're, 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 yeah, they're calling us domestic terrorists. Of course, I, I guarantee that's one. The crazy thing goes, and, and yeah. it, it gets me nuts because the mental illness card, whatever you want to call it, the mental illness label they give every target. I, I guarantee every target gets it. Um, real mental illness is very very rare, and those that are seriously mental mentally ill, for the most part, are harmless. And like, but they, thanks to the media, like who knows how long? Not just movies and TV. But like uh, literature and all that, newspapers, magazines, radio, going back a long time, people have been conditioned to believe that if a person's mentally ill, they're dangerous or a threat or, and or like uh, they're unreliable. And they knew this. Yeah. They designed this, yeah, this program was designed to the letter. Again, you guys, this goes to the control thing. They had, there's very, very, very little room for error. I guarantee this without getting into la-la land, selling, no offense to la-la, I'm saying something nuts. But I guarantee this program we're in, the Stasi before this, and all this other stuff going on, Nazi Germany had something like this, these things are planned long in advance. They didn't just, like, uh, fall, like, you know, come about organically, fall into place by accident. These things are planned. It's all part of controlling people. It's just, it's insane. And I've gone through, like, a dozen reasons why I thought I'm in this program. I, I probably haven't been right about one of them. Except the closest thing I've come to why I'm in this program is I was easy to isolate. I really began to think... They are looking for excuses to throw anyone in this program to turn people against each other. It's just another more, you know, I've said it before, no, Renata, more divide and conquer. And it's like um, it's it's like I've heard people being activists being thrown in this program and like corporate whistleblowers. And, yeah, for some for some of these people, I really believe it. Ex-Scientologists, Kathy's talking about that. But the thing is, is that um, I really believe this 100% now. Say you're an activist and, like, you want to expose corruption. Um, the media, the local media, the national media, including paper, newspapers, radio, TV, everything, they're not going to cover, like, most of the truth. In fact, they're keep away from it. They're gatekeepers. Psychiatrists are gatekeepers. Police are gatekeepers. Your, rep- your political representatives or whatever, they're gatekeepers to a point, even though they're puppets. But the educational system, gatekeepers, very, very, very little in the way of solid, useful truth gets out. It, it's unbelievable. They, but they use any excuse, it seems, to just put someone in this program. I, I mean, like, you know, that thing you saw in 60 Minutes, you, like, uh, called the guy up, the uh, the funny name of the people in Ohio, because he bid on the house, the ex-fire chief of the town, like, uh, his family owner, some of that, and he put him in a program cost of that. It's insane. But um, it's you did a great video on that, by the way, Renata, months ago, like, why you're in this program. I just at the point where I could care less. I care about it, but I, I don't even like. I don't dwell on it. I'm way past that. And like yeah, you mentioned before, like the people doing this, so they, they could be charged with dozens of crimes. I see these people now. I see people that should be like behind bars, thousand times over some of my purpose. And that's just with me. That's just with me. And but um, same with the police. I mean, like I know there's some decent ones, but you know most of them, as far as I'm concerned, even if gang sucking didn't exist, they commit a lot of crimes. I just see legalized criminals, thugs. So I'm not impressed by any of these people, but it took me a while to work past to the point that I am at, and I have a long way to go with my mind. But there was a long time, like, uh, I mean, these people used to terrify me. It took me a while to move past that point. It's just unbelievable they do it, and it really, really, really works on our self-esteem. We doubt ourselves a lot of targets and, like, uh, got to move past that. And it just It's unbelievable what they throw against us. I'm not complaining. I'm just pointing out what a huge psychological operation this is. And, like, it really is an open-air prison, so to speak, for some of us. They try to make it seem that way. No one, like you said, no one puts a gun to our head. It's just something like that. 
But um, you don't mean to be all negative and stuff. Oh, good night, Keith. Sorry, he's not your thing. But I just, uh, yeah, I'm really beginning to see, like, how I've been manipulated. Like, in my case, without going on and on, I, like, had really, really bad obsessive-compulsive disorder panic attacks. I checked myself in a local mental hospital. From there, I went to, like, a day treatment center. And from there, they tried to put me in a group home. And that does happen to some targets. And I recently wondered what percentage of people in mental hospitals and group homes are targeted individuals. They just, like, pushed out of society. Because they are trying to take us out of society. So, I don't know. But I haven't been doing too much, like, as far as keeping up, like, what's going on in the uh, mainstream media. I just, it's just, I'm not burying my head. I'm just saying, like, an ostrich, avoiding the truth. Just, if I can't affect something, I just, like, I don't pay much attention. Like, the presidential race, I, I, I hear bits and pieces about Hillary and, like, uh, that rat toupee head, like, uh, Trump. And they're just, like, uh, to me, they're, they're both puppets. They already know who's going to be the next president. It's determined way ahead of time, as far as I'm concerned. I'm starting to believe what James and some others said about that, that Trump is just way over the top because he's really working for Hillary because they're good friends, and that they're going to throw the election at the end. So he's trying to get all the all of Hillary's competition out of the way with his over-the-top personality, and then they'll throw the election in the end and Hillary will win. I'm starting to Interesting believe that. I think, I, I think he's just a distraction. And they both are like this one. Uh, one of my YouTube channels I subscribe to, like, um, said this is true. There's nothing likable about Hillary. And, like, um, she's like a sociopath or psychopath is a better word. Trump is like no good either. He's really a sociopath. Mean. Hmm. I heard she's really mean. Oh, she's a sadist. She's these people. You know what? They are Satanists. I believe that 100. percent I I I could see these people like doing ritual murders and like like doing the most horrible stuff. It's not a big stretch. But something about Donald Trump, I mean, personally, I find the guy repugnant, but they just thought, you know, this one guy commented, like, he's a narcissist. And narcissists, you know, like psychopaths can seem real likable and all that. But Hillary, there's nothing likable about her. I mean, she supposedly appeals, like, to feminists and some other uh, demographics. But the thing with Hillary is, like, uh, both both of them are puppets as far as I'm concerned. I mean, like, remember the thing with Bush and Gore, the election, like, years ago? Like, the, you know, the vote count was messed up. That was, like, that was more, more drama. They, they already know who's going to be the president. Like when Tim Russert, remember, like, asked, like, John Kerry and George uh, Bush, W. Bush, whatever, um, you know, like, about skull and bones, Yale, you know, that secret society thing? That was scripted as far as I'm concerned. I'm not saying everything's a conspiracy, but a lot of stuff is. This, this society's just that controlled. So much like what we see in po- politics and all these things going on, like these false flags, these hoaxes, these are scripted to the... To the um, a hundred percent. Here's a great example, like what they do with us. Okay, when they pull off, okay, I, I'm sure most of us can agree the Boston bomb and the Sandy Hook were like false flags, pardon me, they're hoaxes, psychological operations. Well, you have, this is how they pull it off, according to what I heard from like uh, sources that make sense. Like uh, they have, you have crisis actors, you have, let's say, uh, Sandy Hook, you have the teachers, school administrators, whatever, working together. You have the local politicians are aware of it, your state and national politicians, federal level. The local police, emergency, other responders, like the hospital and all that. They, some people are in on that. You have, like, uh, who else are in it? Like, I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, of course, a local TV crew, local TV station, national TV. So you have all these people working together to keep stuff secret. 
In fact, YouTube channels that dissect these uh, hoaxes real well, some of them get, like, taken down for real stupid stuff and, like, minor things. So you have all these people working together to keep things quiet. And, like, the same exact basic thing with gang sucking. You have a lot of people. You have government. You have civilians, of course, you know, involved, like the crisis actors, all working in tandem all together to keep this quiet. Because this is a hell of a secret. I mean, like, I mean, I mean, I figured out, like, some basic stuff, like, even the lower-level perps, lower mind control to a degree, they have, they know how to communicate. A lot of them probably know why we're in this program. Um, they know how we're tracked, you know, if it's a chip. But I guarantee you, and we're talking about the lowest level, they know who trained them, they know how to communicate, they know how they're paid. Can you imagine what, and I read on my own show yesterday, like, if I could get one of my next-door neighbors alone and have a nice, quote-unquote, flight chat for 20 minutes, I'm not trying to talk about it. Um, there's a lot of stuff I could find out. This is a huge open secret. And again, the media keeps it quiet. You hear some, there's also, there's, there's some videos on YouTube about gang stalking here and there, bullying out of steroids and all that, but it's very little. I mean, and Dr. Phil's covering it up, of course, you know, smearing it all and making us look like nuts and all that. But the actual coverage is, it's tiny. But that's, of course, because it, says it violates so many laws. And like, just like if people were to find out alone, like how much psychiatry was like uh, making people disappear, basically in the system, and like just that alone, this this is a this is a monster. I just um, I'm not trying to be negative, but there's a there's so much to uncover about this stuff. It just every segment of society is involved. You have you have schools, you have psychi- psychiatrists, you have regular doctors, you have all levels of law enforcement, you have all levels of politics aware of this stuff. Um, you have teachers, of course, aware of this. You have like um. Civilians, all your neighborhood watch groups like you covered right now, Operation Sheriff, cops, all these things operate, all these things. And, like, it's, it's, I'm beginning to see, like, a lot of this, these people must be compartmentalized. Plus, you have actual gangs, little gangs involved to some degrees. You have people avoiding jail. You have people getting out of jail or prison Ex-sons, to do this stuff. Everybody, doctors, attorneys, everybody. Okay, I'm going to um, have to go, you guys, because I need to do my um, Easter. Peace with my family. It's getting kind of late. So um, I'm going to read the Daily Motivator. Which, and thank you, Scott. Thank you. Thank you, everybody who commented. Okay. Uh, the Daily Motivator. This is by Ralph Marston, and you can find it on greatdate.com. And this particular um, post is titled, Leave Your Doubts Behind. Don't let doubt kill your efforts. Don't let doubt dilute your creativity. Look squarely at your doubts and tell them they are wrong. Muster the strength to bring those vague, elusive doubts all the way to the surface where you can destroy them. Each doubt is a thought you own, and you can decide what to do with it. Decide to get rid of those doubts, one after another. You deserve more than to be held back by your own doubtful, negative thoughts. Your best work deserves to be done, and you deserve the satisfaction of doing it. There are very real obstacles that stand between where you are and where you want to be. Don't let your own doubts add to those obstacles. Instead, let go of the doubts and free yourself to work through all the challenges at your greatest level of performance. Leave your doubts behind and let yourself achieve all the great things you're destined to achieve. Isn't that beautiful? What would happen if we didn't doubt ourselves, if we just go with what we thought was best in our lives? If you think about little children, they just go for it. 
they don't care. They don't even put too much thought. Yeah, they just go you're for right. It. You know, he wants I mean, us to come to us like like children. He wants us to come innocent and right. um, questioning. Uh, being curious and looking for the positive in things and play. Right. And and some sometimes, you know, everything may not pan out the way you think it should, but right. at least more than half of it probably would. Mm-hmm. You know? So go for it is what I'm trying to say. Go for your dreams. Just because we are being singled out and uh targeted and persecuted and going through everything we go through on a daily basis, sabotaged and blacklisted and the list goes on, it it should not stop you from attempting to reach your dreams and from setting and uh, should not prevent you from setting goals for yourself. I I try to set Mm -hmm. daily goals, just small little things, you know, just to try to overcome some of my doubts and some of my fears and insecurities. Um, and to try to move some of those obstacles out of my way. I might just say something as simply as I'm not going to avoid this today because with our targeting, we avoid things that we want to not avoid or avoid situations that we normally would not have. Um, Lately, I've been telling myself, I'm just going to let the day happen. I'm just going to let it happen. However it happens, I'm just going to let it happen. And if there's something I need to deal with, I'll deal with it. But other yeah, than that, I'm, I'm just going to let it happen. And when I do that, I have such a better day. When I say to myself, I'm not going to worry about them, I'm going to worry about me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to try to figure out what they're going to do or what their next move is going to be. I'm just going to let the day happen. Renata, pardon me, is that like what you talk about? I don't mean to sound like a dummy, but when you say walk by faith, not by sight, is this kind of like what you're talking about? Just trusting in God, trusting yourself, and like letting things happen. Is that what you mean? Yeah, and and I think that, and I'll speak for myself. Uh, certain things I try to predict, or I try to avoid, or try to prevent them from happening. Um, I try to predict the next move of okay, I know they're going to do this because this is some of this targeting is predictable. Um, at least in my targeting, I kind of know some of the things they're going to do because I know how they target me. Um, and I might say, you know what, I know they're going to be over here, so I'm going to walk that way. Well, I'm not doing too much of that anymore. I'm saying this is what I plan to do for my day, and that's what I'm going to do, whether they're going to be there or not, or whether they're going to do what they're going to do or not, because they're going to. this is their job. That's what they do. They target people all day. So it just it's, it's been making my day a little bit better. Say, for instance, if I if I say I'm going to go down J Street, I'm going to drive down J Street to get home, but I look down there and I see police down there, and I know those police are there to target me because police have been targeting me from day one. I know J Street. Rather than avoid it, rather than avoid that interaction and go the other way, I'll go the way that I was going to go, and I'll just feel whatever I'm going to feel by seeing them. If it makes me nervous or makes me upset, oh, well, it's not going to kill me. You know what I mean? You move with it. You don't fight it. It's like, like being on the beach and then the wave wash over you instead of fighting. And guess what I'm it. discovering? Well, guess what I'm discovering? Once you get over one of their tactics, they can't effectively target you that way anymore. It's over. It's dead. Their tactic is dead. It's not going to affect you the same way again. That's and you have discernment. You have discernment, and everybody has discernment. 
it's a gift. It's that inner voice that tells you when you're interacting with anybody human. Um, they want you to react. And it's best sometimes to not react at all. Like you said, just go on about your business. They want you to react and prepare before you go out in the world um, or do go out by your, your day and preparing your mind um, that whatever comes up, whatever shocking things people that seem to be nice to you one day and then the next day act like you're, I don't know, <laughs> something else. Um, adjust your discernment and just know, okay, that's what it is, then um, I shouldn't be so hurt by it, but it, it still does hurt. But, um, you know, just to uh, not give acknowledgement to them. Well, I'm I'm learning to feel what I feel. Like reality, I do get hurt. You know, I get hurt. I, I feel, but I don't let them do know. But I can't right. let them know. Well, that what I'm saying is reality. Me. I do get hurt. I do get scared. Um, I do get yeah, doubtful. I do too. I, I do, do too. Lose hope at times, and all of that. I do. So I know yeah. how to feel. I know, I'm just speaking for myself, I know how to feel what I feel, but I also know how to, or I have learned, Express or I'm it. learning, how to not allow my emotions to control me. I remain in control of my emotions, or at least I try to. I'm human. That's, I have gotten out of character. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, that's I been control, real hard for me. I control my emotions. So, in other words, if I'm afraid of something, I feel that fear, but it doesn't necessarily prevent me from doing what I was what I was setting out to do. Right. So exactly. if I every single time I speak at City Hall, I'm scared every single time. But that's where courage kicks in because courage says you're afraid, but do it anyway because it's the right you know, thing it's to about do. Behavior and reaction, you know, as to what discernment that person, what you discern that that person. You know, that voice is telling you, um, you know, just be careful what you say and how you act because you're not to do anything or say anything or you are to do something like take a picture of them, take a picture of the license plates, whatever, to throw them off guard, whatever it, it takes in that moment um, that you need to let them know you're not afraid. But when you need to step up, um, you know, if you need to take action, that if they're going to play that game, then you have to play your your cards too. But there's moments when you need to, they want shock value that you just ignore or you start laughing, you know, um, you know, crack a joke or whatever and, and just, you know, distract your yourself and your thoughts. One of the hard, one of the hard. Excuse me, one second. Targeted and harassed. One uh, of the hard aspects of this program for me is that there is a lot of game playing, as you just mentioned, and that's something I don't do. I, I don't play games. I never have been one of those type of people who I consider I've to be. I've never been funny. either. No, no, no. I'm not to. saying you are. I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying that that is one of the hard aspects for me because there is a lot of game playing. And I am yeah. a very uh, serious in nature person. I just always have been. Me a too. I'm strategic kind of though. 
So it's it's really hard for me to do the whole game thing, and I don't really like to talk to perps. I just don't like. Yeah. I really no, I don't hold either. The whole conversation because I no. don't. I don't. I don't like to engage with them because I know their exactly. intentions are evil. Um. But anyway, go ahead, targeted and harass. And I'm gonna Renata. go, you guys. So I really need to go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go I'm gonna give you this piece of advice so you can feel better. Uh. Again. Um. I don't care which way you go. So look for this and just say to yourself what I what you know what I say to, to say to yourself. Or just the good Lord allows us to say this. I don't care which way you go, which way you turn. They got a skit waiting on every corner. So if you go this way, they there. If you turn this yeah. way, they there. So just say to yourself, let me see what they got around this corner for me, and just go head on. Mhm. You just have yeah. to look at it as, as, as that, at that way because they got somewhere. I don't care which way you go, they got somebody there. But another thing I find out too, because sometimes they be a little bit off target, a little bit off schedule. You can go around the corner and you can see the person that they have as the perp getting in the car, getting ready to go to the lo- next location. You know, because you you could pass him on this corner, and you go around the next corner, and he's already there because they have somebody there waiting on them. Yeah, I saw that this week. I saw this week. Yeah, so just start saying to yourself, let me see what they got waiting on me over here. Because you know it's, like you say, you know it's a skit, you know it's a game, and just go ahead on and say, good for all this. Well, you know what I say to And I just started with my camera and took pictures. I come out really early in the morning. I come out real early. Me too. When I'm on my way to work. And I say to myself, let me see what the theme of the day is today, because you're right, it's really important to know what they are trying to do so that you can counter it if Prepare. necessary. It's, yeah. You know, it is. It is. Because a lot of these are traps they're trying to set. And, well, you guys know. You go through it. So. Um, yeah, Renata, uh, uh, listen to this. I went to the, uh, the Dollar Tree, you Dollar Store, so you yeah, know always central. So I went in the store, and here comes the perp, one of the persons I named, you know, on my list that I know that's a, that's a perp. So she said, you know, they try to come at you like, um, you know, it's a surprise. Oh, look who we have here. So I said, just, so when she started to approach me, I said, just leave it at that. But then I said to her, because I know she's getting paid, and, you know, uh, I said uh, I said to her, uh, just come over here, over here, and give me a hug anyway, and just go ahead on because she know what she's doing and, and told the people. I know what she's do, doing, and I don't know if it's just for the money or what. You know, that's not my business. But since I know this, you know, and I feel I feel sorry for her that she's in a position that she has to play that role of being a perp. You know, so you know, just come on and give me a hug and go ahead on because I ain't got nothing to say to you because I know the game. Wow, you're stronger than than I am in that. I'm just too emotional, and I couldn't do that. You know, but in time, you will be able to do this. Because it's not, it's not an overnight process. I mean, I, I, in my head, I have to, to do it. That's strong. <laughs> I In my head, I can try to do it. But, um, no, I, I, I don't know. I would lose it, I think. I'm not that strong if I had to approach a target and actually have a conversation. I don't engage. Well, it's people kind of have engaged me that I was caught off guard that were perps that were on that are on this this line. Uh, that I was really helped. I was really shocked. <laughs> really Infiltrations shocked. everywhere. 
You know what helps me? Like two individuals. Actually, three. Sorry. I was just going to say one of the things helped me um, as far as, like, with the people. Like, I'm an introvert anyways, but, like, um, you know, it used to hurt a lot. It still does a little here and there. Like, people treat you like, you know, they've heard the smear campaign or maybe they're being mind-controlled to, like, give you a treat a certain way. But I got to the point where, like, I realized that these people don't know who I really am. They don't know me personally. I'm just talking about people I just meet here and there during the day. They know, like, stuff based on gossip, smear campaign, or just, like, they don't know me, period. Because it's easy because you become so so sensitized probably due to this program. You tend to, it's not paranoid, none of that, but you do read into things. Some of us, because we're so sensitive, right. like, a lot to begin with. So, I'm hypersensitive. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's a it's a like a strength. It's not a weakness in any way. It just means you're a decent person with a lot of empathy and compassion. That's what it means. If you were a cold-blooded piece of crap like the people doing this to us and people that aren't even like uh, gang gang stalkers or perps that just do bad stuff, you wouldn't feel like that. What do you do? And and it's a gross, blatant generalization, but I'm probably right. My point is, and I'm not trying to be arrogant, but when I start like this, for example, the perps. One of the things I fill out every morning, and I feel like a questionnaire, like I fill in the blank thing, like what kind of mood are you in? And one of the things I ask myself too, uh, what are your goals for the What are your goals for the day? And some are not, like it spared me to do. Like, what are your intentions for the day? Like slow, mindful, focused, whatever, confidence, that kind of thing. But one of the things, like I ask myself some days, and I fill in the blanks: Do you care about the opinions of people that are paid and are trained or mind controlled to like you know, um, whether they like you or not, that kind of thing. And it helps me ground myself and speak for myself. But you other guys might want to try it because it gives me a better perspective seeing it on paper. Because when you write things down, it like relieves your brain of a, a lot of things. It really does. So I write down like you know I realize and like you know I used to care, still do a tiny bit. But people that hear a smear campaign about me, people that don't know me, people. In fact, every last perpetrator were to die or commit suicide, which I don't plan to ever, just for the record. But the thing is. These people wish me the worst or they don't care about me, so why should I care about them? I used to have people please their traits of me. Not a lot, but enough. That's almost gone. And I used to think because of my black and white thinking, obsessive compulsive disorder, it's either this or that, zero one. I used to think that if I didn't do this, then I'd be a bad person. Stupid stuff. But when you have that mindset, it's not so stupid. I don't mean to tie things up. I know you got to get going right now, but I yes, just want to Yes, I actually say, do. I do. Okay. I'll, just, I'll finish up and say, like, uh, it's like, uh, no, I don't have anyone to impress but myself. I know I'm a decent person. I don't doubt myself like I used to. I know I'm not guilty of crap. I know the people doing this to us are guilty. So just just like, you know, you want to journal every day about this stuff. But anyways, I'll give this back to you right now so you can close up. Okay, yes, I do need to go. So I thank you. Um, I'm really glad I was able to do this um, call on Easter because I didn't think I was going to. So I thank you all for joining today. Again, if you guys um, are interested in the Action Committee 16, that's what we're calling it, please send Keith an email and he will send you the um, the passcode because we're going to have a meeting tomorrow at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I forgot what Keith's... Um, email address is. It's Keith fifty seven at activeti dot com, I think. Or you can also send me an email, R E M U two at hotmail dot com. And just Renata, say that we you say this to you. Don't part. forget to listen to worth, okay? Don't forget to listen to worth. Oh, I have it pulled up. That's that's I'm gonna hit that button as soon as I hang up here. <laughs> you, <laughs> Thank you, you. You, you hit that button, baby, because you're gonna feel good tonight.
Oh, yes. Yeah, I'm going to add it to my uh, playlist, too. So thank you very much. Have okay, right bye. In front of me. Bye. bye. Have a great week. Yeah, have one, too. Um, so uh, send me an email, remu2 at hotmail.com, if you want to be part of the action committee, and I will forward it to Keith. We're having a meeting tomorrow at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. All right, oh, you guys. Um, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard, okay. which is 9 Eastern. Okay. Bye, Renata. Can you repeat that, please? Hey, New York. (laughs) You were quiet the whole time. (laughs) I'll speak to you tomorrow. (laughs) Are you really going to speak to me tomorrow? Are you going to listen to me tomorrow? You never talk. (laughs) A little of each. (laughs) You have to be careful with all type of people, you guys, because I'm telling you, people who don't talk much are very observant, very observant. I'm glad you're here, New York. Okay. <laughs> okay. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Have a blessed Easter, you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.